He has ate he has ate six hundred and forty eight feet in hot dogs. Let me put that into comparison for you. The height of the Statue of Liberty three hundred and five feet. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bluegrass Basement Boys podcast. I'm Trey Reinheimer. I'm joined by my co-hosts, as always, Jacob Carroll and Adam Couch, and we're here in Nicholasville, Kentucky, in Adam's basement, per usual, on Labor Day, following Saturday of the first weekend of college football. Um, how are we feeling about the first week, boys? Feeling excited. Uh, not not perfect, but excited. Adam? Yeah, I'm pretty uh, pretty hyped for the year. Uh, coming off that first game, seeing Leary uh, kind of slow out of the gate, but hopefully he can build off that first game and we can get him going. But other than that, very, very good game. For All sure. right, so before we dive into Kentucky, let's uh, let's kind of touch on this week throughout the uh, nation. Um, we started off Thursday. We had Louisville versus Georgia Tech. Um, I think Louisville took that game 38-33. Georgia Tech put up 28 in the second quarter on them. Uh, I ended up falling asleep at halftime thinking Georgia Tech's got it in the bag, and Louisville came back. Uh, their offense looked pretty good. Um, what do you guys – did you did all watch that? Didn't really watch the game. Uh, I'm not a person who watches Louisville on purpose. I only watch them once a year. So, it used to be twice a year whenever they played Cincinnati, but now it's only once a year whenever they play Kentucky. So, who cares? Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> too busy uh, spending my time elsewhere instead of watching the <laughs> shitty-ass Cardinals play on a uh, Friday night. So, uh, I, I, yeah. I can't say that I'm so bummed that I missed Louisville play, but uh, but yeah, no, I didn't. I, yeah. yeah, it wasn't a terrible idea. I mean, it was ACC football, so there's no defense, so there's points scored. So, it was, it was somewhat entertaining. Anyway, uh, you know, the the top two games coming in the week were LSU, Florida State, and then North Carolina, South Carolina. Um, we'll start out with North Carolina and South Carolina. Uh, I'll kind of give my opinion. I thought Spencer Rattler looked great. Um, he was 30 for 39 with 354 yards. Um, but, dude, their O-line was bad. They had nine sacks. Um, I thought South Carolina's receivers looked real good, and they just couldn't get it done. Honestly, you know, that O-line giving up nine sacks is bad. Uh, Rattler's got to get better in the pocket. But overall, man, I mean, three, 30 for 39, 354 yards. No touchdowns, but, you know, they were marching. Just couldn't finish. What, what do y'all think? I mean, he had an impressive game, but I think it all just comes back to, like, South Carolina thinks that they're a lot better than they are. Um, they it's weird like you you see a lot of the South Carolina people they've come out of it and like they're still really hopeful for the season but that offensive line having that many sacks Spencer Rattle look good but like you gotta give them time to throw otherwise you're gonna get more results like they had against North Carolina yeah no they they had the O-line issues like Trey was saying like if if Rattler doesn't have enough time in the pocket you better hope that he can get out in time to make a play with his feet because if he's not then you're not he's getting sacked I mean, it, yeah. And their yeah. secondary—I don't know if you all got to like watch the game at all—but their secondary looked terrible they got yeah. against up. against North Carolina, which North Carolina does have a Heisman contending quarterback. Yeah. So I mean, like there is that. Don't get me wrong, but uh, you, you're going to be running up against a lot of those in the SEC. So yeah, watching Drake May. Um, well, to rewind back to SC's offense and their offensive line. North Carolina's defensive line looked really fucking good. Yeah. Um, but then Drake May, dude, I was watching some of that. And the, he 
he had one bad interception and another one went off his receiver's hands. I think he ended up with two or three TDs and two picks. Mm-hmm. Um, but dude, he made some crazy throws like those. Those throws like, you know, Mahomes and Russell Wilson, like those improvising type modern QBs make where he's just running around the pocket making throws like only him and Caleb Williams can do. Yeah, um, no, they, they, they look good. I, I think North Carolina is going to be pretty decent this season. They're probably going to they're gonna be up there in the ACC. They're definitely the challenger to Clemson, I think, this year. It's unfortunate, really, because, man, I've talked all this shit about the SEC, and we went one and three in Power 5 games. Um, one of which was the Florida team, which is the second worst team in the SEC, maybe the worst. Um, lost to a good Utah team at home, and then we had SC who lost to UNC, you know, on a neutral field. And then LSU and Florida State. Uh, what do you What do y'all think about that game? Well, I, I I think before we go over that one, we got to talk about Florida and Utah. Okay, because <laughs> we can't just it, skim it, over. Yeah, it. Nah, we can't just skim over Florida and Utah. Uh, Florida looks awful. Florida looks like a Kentucky team, like a Kentucky Joker Phillips team. Uh, Graham March, their quarterback, doesn't look bad, but the rest of the team looks really bad. Poorly coached. They could not tackle. They were just bouncing off Utah players. It was wild to watch, honestly, because I felt like I was watching. I was like, dang, this seems really familiar. They had potential, mm. but every time they got rolling, it was just like some Kentucky-type stuff, like with the yeah. two number threes on the kick return. Uh you know, they got rolling there for a minute. Uh, Graham Mertz, he had like 330 yards. I think he's like top 15 yeah, in the nation uh, thir- in passing 31 right for 44, 333 yards, one TD, one interception on the game. Dude. So, yeah, he, he played well. Played well. Yeah, he did. And they um, have some weapons. ETN, they got Travis ETN's brother. They, they kind of one became of one-dimensional. I was actually about to bring up the rushing yards. Their leading rusher was uh, ETN's brother. Seven carries, 25 yards. Yeah, that was bad. bad. That's, that's, bad. A bad that's a bad stat. That's yeah. bad. I wonder, Especially like, bad for Florida. They've lived yeah. and died on the run for exactly. the last wonder, uh, probably 12, 15 what, years. What, like the penalties? Tebow, really? Yeah. What was like the penalty count? Are you able to see uh, that? Let's, let's see if I can. Because that's a count. That's here. that's a good way to show like if a team is like just dysfunctional. So uh, Florida nine penalties uh, for forty six yards. So, Not great. Yeah. Not Interesting. Great. Yeah. No. Like I said, they would get a little bit of momentum and it was done. Yeah. Utah looked good though. We'll say. Yeah. Utah. And at home, I saw a stat. They haven't lost at home since the last game of twenty eighteen. If you don't count the COVID season. Mm. Okay. If you yeah. don't count, they hadn't lost at home since 2018, which is crazy. Yeah. I will say both teams looked like they were pretty bad at converting on third down. Florida one for 13, Utah three for 13. So damn. I mean, Utah had a bit of an excuse though. They were running a third string quarterback and yeah. basically a yeah. wide receiver as well. They right. looked pretty good so. though. Those backups. Yeah, no, yeah. they did look very Once good. Once they get their their quarterback like back and healthy, yeah. that's going to be a dangerous team. Yeah, that could be another dark horse. Well, Utah's built like an SEC football team. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize it. They talked about it a lot last year. They haven't talked about it much this year. Yeah. They've been but, consistently top 15 And for they've the past had a top years. 25 defense yeah. the, Dude, their the defense past few is very seasons. Good, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're a solid team. Watch out um, for Utah. All right, yeah. so my next game I want to talk about that I thought was really exciting. We'll get to LSU, FSU here in a few, but uh, Colorado and TCU, I want to hear your all's uh, thoughts on <laughs> Thoughts on the game, those two teams, everything, because I already know how I feel about it. I mean, you guys can go ahead, and then I'll probably like I'll, I'll squash you guys a little bit. But <laughs> I'm not I'm not like anti Colorado. I just want to yeah. highlight that before I go into my little tangent on it. But uh, you know, anybody, you, go ahead, Dre, with how you feel. Hey, about I believe. It. I, I know, yeah, dude. I believe. Oh, no, man. I'm not saying they're going to win ten games, but mm. dude, this is a one eleven team. Their defense looked bad. They gave up 42 to TCU. 
I don't care. They put up 45. TCU only brought back four starters. I don't care. TCU's been a contender in the Big 12 for a decade, okay? That says something. And, dude, the eye test, it doesn't matter who they're playing. It doesn't matter if you're playing Ball State. Dude, I watched Shadur Sanders, that uh, Dylan Edwards dude, and Travis Hunter look like first-round NFL picks. Shadur Sanders, 510 yards, four touchdowns. Dude, you do that against anybody. TCU was one of the better opponents any Power 5 school played this week. I know they're not the TCU of the past, but there was very few Power 5 matchups. And for him to have the best week statistically for a quarterback against TCU, that says something, man. And I was watching it. They got so many weapons. They had four receivers with 100 yards. It's the first time that's ever happened in Colorado history. Um, Shadur Sanders broke the passing record at Colorado and won you know, his first game. Colorado was good in the early 2000s. People don't remember that. So that's saying a lot, man. Well, their they won defense, a national championship yeah, in the early 90s. Their defense so, yeah. um, obviously needs to get better. But if their offense stays like that, man, and Travis Hunter is – it's insane, dude. That's so cool, like what he's doing, playing both sides. Well, Imagine uh, for fantasy football, dude. That'll be pretty cool. Yeah, That'll be a hell of a value. A player yeah. that plays both sides. Yeah, of the you get, you get a few points for an interception, man. Once, once he goes to the NFL, that'll stop, though. Yeah, you hey, won't, If he you won't stays this good, NFL. I could see him putting him in here and there, but yeah, it'll stop. Yeah, um, yeah they, they want to get him into the system and then on one side of the ball, I'd say. Hey, yeah. I'm bought in. And uh, Adam, can you pull up their schedule? Yeah, let's when you take, get a chance. Yeah, I can so uh, you know a lot of uh, going into the season, I was saying, heck, if they win four or five games, that's big. Like that's a win yeah. for Dion because, like I said, they're coming off one and eleven. So I got you here. So but we, dude, tell me they're not going to win seven games. It's possible now. Their that schedule is pulled bad. up. Yeah. So week two, Nebraska. What we got? W. 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 Nebraska is the best worst team in the nation. Okay. The, I, I mean, so it's probably going to be a W, but it's going to be really close. Yeah. And then week three, Colorado State. W. Okay. Week four, they're going to uh, to Oregon on the road. Yeah, loss. And then you got USC at home. Loss. Col- uh, Colorado versus Arizona State. Close, but I'll give Colorado. And then you got Stanford. Colorado. And then you got UCLA. Close. We'll give UCLA. them an L. We'll give them an L right there, yeah. Oregon State. Loss. Arizona. Win. Washington State. Win. That one's going to be a tough one, I'd say. Yeah. And then uh, they end the the season with Utah. Loss. Loss. But, I mean, I don't know if you count it. That's six or seven more wins on their schedule. So, it, dude, if they win six, seven, eight games, if they make a bowl game. I mean, that's a win for, for dude, Dion. that's huge. Yeah, no, it's that's a big huge. win for Dion. So. Uh, what, how, how do you feel about Colorado, Adam, before I get into my uh, little tangent I, about it? I don't know. I, I feel like this – TCU team is kind of giving me the vibes of like when Florida played Utah last year and they like skyrocketed Florida into the top 25 and then we beat them and then we beat them and then it kind of sent us over so I don't I don't know how to feel about it I feel like TCU was a little overrated to the start of the season but like Trey said it's still a very good team I mean they're they're missing a, a few key pieces that they lost out on I mean like almost their entire starting lineup yeah. <laughs> no, uh, TCU. I wasn't oh, yeah, familiar yeah, with TCU. Yeah. Their entire, basically, their entire starting yeah, lineup is yeah. gone uh, from last it's year. It's still TCU. I know they're not the best, but like, it's TCU. They're going to get some recruits. Yeah, um, they're going to get some recruits. They've been a but the issue is they they've this they've been good for ten years. This was the last year was the first year that they had broken through and then made it to the playoff. 
they'd been top 10 a couple of times, but most of the time they got knocked back down by like Baylor or Oklahoma or Texas, any of those guys floating around the Big 12. TCU was really good last year. This year they've lost almost all of their starting um, experience. It's almost all gone. I'm not knocking Colorado's win here. It's impressive. They had a great game. Uh, they threw the ball a lot, which, I mean, that happens in the Big 12. Everybody knows that if you're in the Big 12, you're going to be throwing the ball uh, like crazy, and Dion definitely um, is going to adjust well whenever they get over there. But uh, I can't – I just I, – I can't be super crazy about the win. I'm not going to buy in right off the rip. I will say this is a complete. Like, what would you consider buying in? Like, I, I'm not going to – People already like saying they're going to win nine games. I'm not. I'm not. I just. I disagree with that. I think that they they're going to win six. Yeah. I think okay. they could make. That's a where bowl. I'm at. That's where you I'm know, at. Definitely. So we're on the same level with. Um. The- but uh, I just. I just don't. That win against TCU. It's big for them. But looking at big picture wise, it's not shocking that it happened. Considering that Colorado is a new team. They had 60 transfers. 84. 84. Yes. Transfers? 84 transfers. Okay. Then yeah, it's a brand new team. And it's got a lot of talent on it. It's not got a small amount. I mean, Dion attracted a lot Dude, of that people. That Dylan Edwards guy was a four star. Yeah, and they started. Who he went off yesterday. Um, they're killing it. What a what game would make you buy into Colorado on this schedule that I just read off to you? If, if they, they beat get a Oregon, win, if they beat Oregon. You, you buy into yeah, the program. I'd, I'd yeah. buy in. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. That's and they got to beat those you know Washington States well, and all that. That's on, yeah. on the road too, so that would be a Dude, a Oregon's tough game. good. Oregon, yeah, yeah Oregon's of, really good. Did you see how many points Oregon put up? Was it seventy plus? Eighty one. Mm-hmm. They put up eighty one, dude. Their their duck had to do like four hundred and fifty six <laughs> push ups, dude. A poor poor duck. And then dude. Oklahoma, they put up seventy something. Yeah. yeah, it was a week so of did just Ole Miss. Yeah, dude, yeah. it was a week yeah. of teams just dominating. It wasn't that entertaining of a week one, honestly. And a lot of it was the schedule and the matchups. Yeah, uh, the good teams dominated, and it was what it was. The the two good games. The SEC lost, which is sad. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, LSU kind of collapsed on the back end, which was kind of unfortunate. But uh, I don't know. Like uh, Florida State's just a lot better. They than looked we thought very we were. good, yeah, dude. Like, and I've been saying they're fraudulent. <laughs> the ACC, dude. They looked very well. What surprised me? Their offense looked good, but their defense looked fucking good. They were they kept getting the Jaden Daniels. They had a few picks. They were in the backfield the whole time. Uh, Jordan Travis looked good. They had that Keon Coleman guy transferring. I think he had three touchdowns. Yeah, he looked the, like a beast. Uh, defense for LSU did look good, but the secondary for Florida State did not. No, it was it terrible the whole game. Did Did you watch them collapse in the second quarter against uh, uh, LSU? Like I, uh, I, the the. The defense had a complete collapse, and I thought – I was like, oh, wow, LSU is actually just going to finally take control and run away. But it obviously didn't happen. Uh, dude, yeah. But the uh, secondary for Florida State is suspect. Uh, I was uh, I was saying LSU was going to win the West, go 12-0, and and go to the playoff. And that ended real fucking fast. And I was also saying Florida State was fraudulent. And we're back. <laughs> uh <laughs> No one probably knows it, but we had to completely switch houses. We are no longer the Basement Boys. We are Trey Stew Boys. Nah, <laughs> yeah. it's still the Basement Boys, but we had to move to my house. We had a little uh, dog movement in the background. Uh, but I think I left off saying 
Florida State is fraudulent. Let me pull up. <laughs> you were thinking Florida State was fraudulent up until they the beat LSU game. LSU. Yeah, I okay. think that that's what you were okay. saying. Yeah, or they beat LSU maybe you and were going I realized their route. defense was good. I think we pretty much touched on it. Did y'all have anything to say about that game? Um, not really. I mean, I, I think I've already spoken my piece. All right, let's that. talk about some like standout teams and players. Um, one I've got. Not Tennessee as a team. I didn't think they were crazy standout, but Joe Milton looked damn good. <laughs> I knew it. Dude, I knew dude. he was going to say uh, Joe Milton. After yeah. a slow start, he's not like my my number one player of the week, but I'm just kind of touching on him. Yo. Hey, yo. Yeah. Hold nah, he- <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch him. But uh, yeah. No, okay. I mean, he had a slow start in the first half, but dude, if you watch those highlights, he threw some lasers. I'm I'm interested to see how it'll be an SEC play. He definitely proved a little bit more that he's like not bad. You know, he's not a bad player. I didn't think he was an awful player in the first place. Yeah. Just obviously he's bounced around a lot of programs, hasn't been able to get the starting job. And I was afraid uh well not really afraid, more hoping that he'd be awful at Tennessee. But yeah. you know, we'll see. He look he looked a lot better than I thought he was going to, so yeah, we'll see going forward. What about you, Adam? Uh, my player of the week, I am going to go with Milrow. Milrow out of uh, Alabama. Yeah, dude, what <laughs> is up with them and keeping athletic uh, quarterbacks, man? I was actually like, that was that was my next point, uh, dude. Uh, Mil- <laughs> he, he's uh he was dominant rushing and passing. Thirteen for eighteen, hundred ninety four yards. Not a lot of passing yards, but three TDs. Well, uh, he only the- played like. A little, two and a half yeah. or three quarters. Yeah, so they, that's the thing you got to think about with these week one stats is like a lot of these dudes didn't play the full game and got got these yeah. crazy stats. Um, no, but, just straight off odd test, dude. Milrow, he looks like a six two running back. He had this one where I was like, oh my god, they got another one where he dropped that the, uh, the botch snap, botch snap, yeah. and then takes a twenty yards around the outside. And I'm like, oh my dude. god. And not only that, he was throwing dots. Dude, they might have the best quarterback in the SEC. Milrow's damn very it. good. Potential yeah. Heisman watch, man. Did you watch any of that or see any highlights, Jacob? No. Ah, uh, uh, dude, they got I, another one. I know they that do. I I know that I talked to you guys about it last time. It was like, who were their – whenever they didn't know who their quarterback was going to be at the beginning of the season last time, they had Jalen Hurts and Tua. Yeah. So, Question you know. Question solved. Question solved. Unfortunately, <laughs> they're, they're good again. It's going to take a while yeah. for them to figure out their quarterback situation. Took week one, one week. Um, their unfortunate, big. to say the least. Their wide receivers are always good as well. They have another Will Anderson. His yeah. name's Dallas Turner. Well, you know, it was Alabama. I, I, we should have known. Uh, definitely uh, makes us think differently about later on the um, season for Kentucky. But uh, if, if I – oh, mine is a little bit out of the box, though. Uh, so – Michael Pratt, and hey, that is the quarterback lane. for Tulane. <laughs> yep. 14 of 15, uh, okay. over 250 yards, and four touchdowns. Hell so, yeah. Uh, like, he looked great. Uh, also, honorable mention, DJ Ugalele, or whatever his Wait, name is. Wait, what did yeah. I say, man? Yeah, no, what honorable did I say? mention, he was 20 of 25. He had five touchdowns combined. I think three rushing, two passing. So, you know, looked really good. Uh, yeah. Dude, yeah. one thing with DJU... I didn't realize he was 250 pounds. Yeah, no, he's a big man. Dude, yeah, he's like a rushing quarter. And, he, dude, he threw some dots. Oregon State, I'm still holding on with them. I'm still holding on with them. Um, Definitely look good. Another – see, Joe Milton, he wasn't my standout of the week. Oh, okay. So who, he wasn't. Who's your no, I was kind of saying, like, overall, SEC quarterbacks look good this week. Yeah, no, they really did. Um, and I kind of ranked my top five SEC QBs, like, 
not performances, but like after I watched them, like the these are my top five that I think right now. I had number one, I had Jalen Milrow. I think he looked the best just off the eye test. KJ Jefferson, he had like three hundred something yards. Like KJ's good though. But I mean, no, and nobody been good talked for three about years, it. Nobody too. talked about it. he was a beast yesterday. Dude, all right, so my standout of the week, even though I have him number three in the SEC, was Jackson Dart. Mm, um, he had okay. four TDs, like 350 yards, dude. Ole Miss's offense looks so good. Lane Kiffin is a beast. Yeah. Um, Joe Milton, I had number four, and Spencer Rattler, five. Um, and then right outside of that, I had Connor Wigman. Did you see Bobby Petrino's cooking up over there? Wigman had like yeah. five TDs. It's, uh... They played New Mexico, who was literally the worst team in FBS, however. Like, they're literally 133 out of 133. Um, and then after that, you know, I got Leary, uh, Will Rogers, and Beck from – and Mertz. And, yeah. And then Swan from Vandy. Which, also, you got to remember with Leary and Will Rogers, they're learning new two brand-new systems. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely getting the kinks out. Um, so, should we talk about Kentucky? I got, we, I got one more. I got okay, one all right, more. Okay. All right. I don't know if you guys were ready for this, but – your Heisman top five oh, okay. after week one. Uh, after week one? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go with mine. Number one right now, I got Shadur Sanders off off wow. week one. 510 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, and he has one of the best wins of the week. He's number one right now. Number two, I have Michael Penix. He had 450 yards, five TDs, no picks. He's very good. Number three, I got Travis Hunter. 11 receptions, 119 yards with an interception and a pass block. Um, Caleb Williams right now, 2-0, 597 yards, nine touchdowns, zero interceptions. Nobody's talking about Caleb. I mean, people are talking about Caleb Williams, but he's played two games already, and somehow he's not being talked about that much. Well, it's uh, look at the competition they played. Yes. Yeah. Um, San Jose. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's nothing it. crazy. Nobody's played yeah. anyone yet. Like, um, yeah. My 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 front runner for me, I think uh, – I like, I mean, like my front runner coming out of week one um, – Obviously, I want to be like, let's hope that the Tulane quarterback gets it, but uh, yeah. that's not going to happen. But uh, Drew Aller from uh, Penn State. Yeah, he's good. Very man. good. Uh, Three three touchdowns, over 200 yards. Played very well against West Virginia. Penn State overall, they probably could have performed better, but they look good. Solid. And he's he's in the discussion already. So just a solid game. It's definitely going to put him still being talked about in that conversation. I think Drake May will eventually end up there. Dylan Gabriel, Bo Nix. Bo Nix is another one of mine. Uh, Jackson Dart, DJU, Quinn Ewers is who I have, like, right outside. Quinn Ewers, whatever. You have anyone, Adam, that you're thinking of? Oh, Dart out of Ole Miss looked really good this this first week. 18, like like we said, 18-23, 334 yards for four TDs. Um, I mean, he looks very good. And then I could possibly see uh, North Carolina's quarterback may get into that conversation towards the end of the season again yeah i mean his stats weren't the best of the week but that was probably the, that was the second best opponent faced by a top team yeah uh I, he's gonna be good Dude, just Cal- i'm going off eye tests yeah. and like he's a beast and then caleb williams is of course i, I feel gonna be in that conversation yeah. regardless so yeah i mean he's got 600 yards and non-touchdowns no picks right now um, all right so let's move on to kentucky all right, let's start. What are all right, you all start? Just take it where you want. Because I was going to say, what do you think we did well? Because I want to start with the positives. Well, yeah. Okay. So I'll I'll kind of give you what I pass protection looked good. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. it wasn't awful. You know, we had a couple of moments where it wasn't great. You know, 
Um, definitely got some pressures on us. We definitely did better than I was thinking we were going to, mainly because we have such a patched up O-line right now. So that's a positive to me. Uh, so great thing there. Uh, wide receivers played great. Yep. Um, but really, I think what takes the cake is special teams. Special yep. teams looked so good. I was not nervous at all watching them. And that is, compared to the last five years, that's, that is such a big relief to me. Yep. I, I'm not nervous whenever I see a kicker walk out there, whenever I see a punter walk out there. I, I'm now excited for kickoff and punt returns. <laughs> like That's such a difference compared to last year even. Where you had to hold your breath. Yeah. And uh, the kicks all look good. Um, didn't miss a field goal on the day. We was, had a kick uh, return touchdown. Yeah, and a kick return touchdown. 99 and A few yards. decent punt returns. Yeah. yeah. See, man, Tavion Robinson was like supposed to be like the best punt returner, which he's a great punt returner. But, man, I don't know why we don't put Barry in back there. I don't care how tired he'd be. I don't care. He is the best returner in the nation. He needs to be returning punts. Yeah, I think, I think Tavion had a long of 17 yards. For uh, punt return on the day, for I just like, feel like you got to two returns. So. You got to give Barry a chance to to get the ball. Um, so yeah. some things we I think we did well. I, I agree with the pass protection. Um, I think Ray Davis looked really good when he bounced it to the outside. I think Dane Key looked really good um, being the wide receiver too. He's going to be open a lot. He was he was open a lot. Um, I think our defensive line was stout. I don't know if they got enough in the backfield finishing plays, but they were stout. You know what I mean? They held the line. Yeah. No, we were great against the run. Pass rush was a little bit lackluster. Um, and then I will say, I think our safeties played pretty good. Zion Childress got a got one called back. Jordan Lovett had a, a, a defensive touchdown that got called back. We forced two turnovers. Trevin Wallace and Alex Safari look like the two MVPs of the defense right now. Yeah. Those two were on the ball the whole game. Yep. Uh, like They were getting to every play that they could. Uh, another two, of course, J.J. Weaver, uh, mm-hmm. I believe, had a, a sack on the game. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, Octavius Oxidine, of course, mm-hmm. getting back to the, the quarterback, too. If we can keep pressure on QBs consistently this season, I'll feel pretty good about the defense. I'm usually not too worried about our secondary because they seem to kind of hold. I'm worried about our secondary. You are? Yep. I don't. <sighs> Number two cooked us. He did. Us. Three different corners. We have the number one transfer corner from Cincy. He got cooked. He got pulled. Then we had Maxwell Harrison on him. He got cooked. What? Why is that happening? Well, uh, I I think that number two in Ball State's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, think I, that, I was that, right? pretty good. I was looking at him. He, he was pretty like, good. Dude, yeah. His, his yeah. Tech, like, um, technically, like, he... The yeah, way he, he would good. be able to run his routes, yeah, and like he created so much separation from our our DBs, yeah. But I I don't think slowly within like in the season they'll we'll, get better. Yeah, we'll, we'll that's the group that with up. the most question marks to me right now. Yeah, um, I think the D line is really good, even though they didn't have the best performance statistically. Like I said, they held stout. They got in the backfield a lot and just didn't finish plays. Yeah, uh, hopefully that comes around. Deion yeah. Walker was kind of invisible. Like I I forgot yeah. he even played, but. Sometimes when you're that good, you get double teamed so much and you're clogging up holes that you're you doing up. things that people don't see, like you're clogging stuff yeah. up. But still, man, you're, Dion, you're supposed to be a first-round pick. You know, you're playing Ball State. I, I want to feel your presence. And I didn't really feel his presence. But um, and, overall, they were stout. They played good. Um, just, we easily could have had double-digit yeah. tackle for loss. and We, we were just trying to one-arm tackle these, yeah, these that, guys. Yeah, that was a big problem that, that stood out on defense. That, that was our number one thing yeah, on defense was That and trying tackling. to like, force the ball out. Instead of going for a tackle, we're trying to punch the ball Which out. Which it worked twice. Yeah, it did. To yeah. be fair, it but did. 
You know, we couldn't get off. The, that's another thing, dude. We could not get off the yeah, field. How many third, third and third, eights, third and sevens? Yeah, pull up the stat. Yeah, third and eight, third and seven, third and six. It's just we couldn't get them off and, the field. See, and that plays into my other point is when you start talking about the offense, you can't really – we didn't get a good feel for the offense yesterday because they only had the ball for like 20 minutes compared to Ball State's like 30-something. Yeah, and um, our first half offense was awful. Yeah, and meanwhile, our second half offense looked great, but we just barely saw him. We saw him what like three drives or something yeah. like that. Yeah, very minimal. Um, hey, well, I will say this: turns out that it's not going to be a running back by committee. Um, no. Ray Davis is obviously the starter. Yeah, um, yeah. sorry, Ramon. I, I mean, I, I you're my guy, but Jatan's like going to play gonna a little happen. bit. Yeah, but it's going to be Ray Davis workhorse. Yeah, so dominant, so dominant the whole game. Very good. Took him a little while. Of, catch average of eight yards per carry. Our O line. Did very good in pass protection for the most part. I wasn't thrilled with the run blocking. I feel like we should have had like more of a push in the middle. And there were so many times where Ray Davis, it's not even his fault, was getting stuck for two or three yards. His big runs were ones where the middle was clogged. You know, we didn't get a push, and he bounced it to the outside. Um, but I think he's going to be really good at that. But our O line, I would like to see a little more in the run game. Obviously, losing Horsey um, hurt and is going to hurt. Well, on the bright side with that, not season end, not season. Yeah, ending. I saw that. So that's the big thing with Horsey, uh, if you all haven't heard. But uh, well, and not, then we have... not a season-ending injury. We are gonna get him back. When we're gonna get him back, I'm not sure. I'm I'm guessing probably like Vandy or Florida. Dude, honestly, by then this Tanner Bowles kid, yeah, uh, I think he was a four-star. He went at Alabama last yeah. year and backed him up. Transferred here, and he's gonna be the one playing. He could step up and end up taking his job. Well, you know. Yeah, and he's Horsey's, switched it's going to hurt so. losing Horsey, dude. He's been starting here for like three years. Yeah, He's been playing for three years in the rotation. So, uh, Flax still started. We didn't get to see the USC guy at right tackle. Mm. He didn't even touch the field. Um, but Don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you bounce back to Devin Leary. That's, that's a big topic of the day. Um, I think it comes back to the time possession thing. I don't think we got to see enough of him. Um, I think his pocket presence and decision making was well was very good. Um, however, you know he had that one where it was a miscommunication on the slant. It is what it is. Let's get it out of the way. Week one, there was a few throws that were bad. He made yeah. some good throws, but he made some bad throws. I saw two in a row, you know, go routes down the left sideline, and you know Barryon or whoever's on the ten or the five, and it's going out the side of the end zone, and it's just like, dude, where are you throwing that? And there's a there was an out route um, that hit the dirt. For the most part, he was money on the out routes. That was kind of our main offense, um, where those little uh, seven-yard out routes to Barion and then over the middle to Key. Uh, but, yeah, there was a few that just hit the dirt. Uh, but there, there was one touchdown yeah. that, that was down deep to Barion. He was double-teamed, and they literally tackled him in the end zone. I don't know if you remember that. Um, but that that had a good chance of being a touchdown. They straight up tackled the dude. Yeah, and then it, it yeah, it was pass interference. Yeah, it was pass interference. It's not like the NFL where we get on the one as fifteen yard penalty, but it had a good chance. Barryon had him beat, um, and it was pretty good ball. So, I mean, I hate to play what ifs, but I mean, he didn't look that bad, that good. But you know, I'm not gonna think too much on it. I'm not gonna get too mad at Leary for his performance, honestly, because he he's still uh, he was still going off the play sheet on his arm. Um, so it shows that he's not 100% with the offense yet. Uh, he's still got the memorization to track down. I think Liam Cohen even talked about it during his uh, press conference. He was saying that uh, Larry's smart. He's going to get it. He's just not all the way there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he missed some throws where we had wide open wide receivers. Definitely that sucks. We shouldn't have that. He's got to be looking downfield every now and then at least. He was looking for a lot more short routes um, than anything, uh, dump offs, stuff like that. So make him take some chances. I know he didn't want to because he doesn't uh, feel super comfortable yet, but he's got he's going to have to start making some uh, tough calls to throw it downfield. And eventually he will. Yeah, I, just, I, th- I think I think that it's just, you know, first game jitters. Um, we look great other than that. I'm mm-hmm. just so excited that Kentucky football is back. Yeah. We're, mm-hmm. uh, this team this team did not look bad compared to week one of last year where it, there were a lot of questions raised um, about the O-line, secondary, um, defensive line. You know, there were a lot more questions raised last year than there were this year. So, yeah. I mean, we I like scored uh, 44 points and our offense scored – 28 of them yeah so you know we had three field goals a defensive touchdown a kick return yeah so that shows we can get it done definitely uh so uh where top players top who uh give us one offensive one defensive all right y'all go ahead i am uh i'm gonna go with alex safari on on defense for forcing that uh that fumble people are I was looking on social media. People were upset about that hit because they thought it was targeting. Dude, just like, I don't know if you all like got to see the, the hit mm-hmm. closer. That was just a, an excellent yeah, hit a on, on the, the receiver to force that. Um, and then offense, uh, I'm going to go Dane Key. Um, Those are my exact two. two. Those are my yeah. exact two, but I'll change mine. Um, I guess I'll go Trevin Wallace and Ray Davis. But, yeah. No, mine are Fari and, and Danky, though. No, I'm, I'm it seemed like Danky was wide open every possession. Yeah. No, he was. He had so much separation. He's like, you just throw that ball up to him and he'll go get it. Yeah, he's a beast. Jacob, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm trying to look up his name. <laughs> uh, our kicker is my MVP. Oh, Geiger? Uh, no, 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 no. Jalen no, Geiger. No, Geiger's the one Geiger's that had the Rainer, stupid Rainer, yeah, Rainer. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Brayton, shout out Rainer. Yeah, no, he's my he's my offensive MVP. Scored like 14, uh, 14 himself. 14 points. So uh, definitely good. my number one. Um, JJ, I heard his name a lot. Um, he didn't necessarily have – he had one big sack, but uh, he was on a lot of tackles. So yeah, uh, that's get, why I wanted to hear from him Getting anyway. to the ball. Definitely I love to see ball. it. Yeah, Trevor Wallace played good. Hawks. You met his grandpa before. Yeah, Trevor uh, Wallace, <laughs> yeah. We get to, yeah, he's get to cool meet dude. his grandpa cool before dude. the game. <laughs> yeah, so we all, uh, all three of us went to the game together, and uh, there was this old uh, couple that was walking beside us as we were walking to the stadium, and he had a Trevin Wallace jersey. I on. knew it was related because yeah. nobody wears a Trevin Wallace shirt. Like, it's like a, it's like airbrushed, wasn't it? Yeah, it was airbrushed. Yeah, it was, it was a dope sick. shirt. It yeah. was pretty sick. But I was like, I just just like, you know, he's gonna be a beast this year. He's like, yeah, I hope so. I was like, uh, he was like, yeah, that's my grandson. I was like, hell yeah. I was like, what is he, a sophomore? He's a junior now, apparently. But he said he only gets to make it up for a couple games a year because it's like a $1,000 trip each time he comes up. Um, but, no, I think Trevin Wallace might end up being the MVP of this team. He's going to be the leader. The inside linebackers are usually the captain, of, you know, the quarterback of the defense, and uh, he's going to be huge. Well, oh, you yeah. Got something definitely. to say, Jake? No, no, I was uh, researching something again and forgot my entire Do you have any hot takes? Thoughts. Uh well wait, wait wait before we do anything let's get we've got I've got I've got a football question all right yeah keep going I, I need I've some been, more football I've been, I I should have asked last week um but uh, I didn't get to obviously uh so top three UK football players all time 
All uh, time. All time. Uh, and it's okay if you don't pick anybody in the past, but I just want to know what your opinion is. Top three UK football players all time. You know that I'm probably going to pick old players, but okay, you, know, well, you, all, you all are welcome to I pick. Didn't, I too. started watching football about 2003, so I'm not going to count anything before 2003. The first team I watched was like maybe Lorenzen's last year, but really the first I remember watching was like Shane Boyd. Okay, yeah. Um, my top three. So a pretty rough era. Oh. Okay. Josh Allen. Okay. Solid. That's a good one. Uh, I want to say Benny because of his impact and everything and just how good he He was such a big part about how UK football is now because his personality and he was like larger than life. He was kind of our first football player that like embraced it, the culture. You know, yeah. he was almost like, I hate to compare it, but like the John Wall football, as far as like being the face of it and everything. Oh yeah, no, he was kinda, definitely the face. Oh, definitely. Yeah, two years three. really. Um, Lynn Bowden, Randall Cobb is tough too, but we were so down those which, years. Which one? QB I mean, we or the... wide receiver? Randall yeah, Cobb. Dude, those are those are two <laughs> different yeah. Randalls. Yeah. yeah. Lynn Bowden does not get enough credit. Same thing goes for Lynn Bowden. <laughs> yeah, Lynn Bowden does not yeah, get enough credit. For his QB season? Dude, honestly, yeah. though, Lynn Bowden, wide receiver, mid, Lynn Bowden, quarterback. <laughs> no, he go. was a beast. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Dude, that's, he was, your, that's your hot he take. Was, no, no, no. He was killing it his freshman year. He was killing it before, uh, was it Terry that got hurt? Yeah, it was Terry yeah, that got hurt. Before Terry but got the, hurt. The issue is, though, is that he, he could not hold on to the ball. He that was, was a problem. drop machine. Yeah. The thing about Lynn Bowden, though, you knew he was running it, and he was still gonna get ten yards to carry. Oh yeah, mm. no, that was he a, was, that was dude. Great. We were averaging like three hundred fifty rush yards a game, and you knew we were we were basically a triple option team. Yeah, and but we did without great. the triple option, couldn't stop yeah. it though. Could um, not be stopped. Yeah, I'd probably go Lynn Snell and Josh Allen. Okay, those are good picks. What about you, Adam? I'm gonna go Uncle Tim. Okay, Tim Timmy Couch. Couch. Yeah. See, I never watched Tim. That's Couch, a good move. So Tim so Couch. Me. Best. Watch his highlights online. Yeah. He was good. He was yeah, very he was good. Really good. Oh, yeah. I've seen the stats yeah. and stuff, of course, but yeah. no. Uncle Tim, I would actually, I was going to put Benny in mine. Yeah. Benny's good. Rushing leader. Yeah, time. I was straight talented. He wasn't yeah. the most talented, but I no, mean, he got, he the got job it done. done. Yeah. He's he's very good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree I'm was take a beast. Bud Dupree. Yeah. He was but a beast. Are... He was one of the first, like, big pass rushes we had well he he was one of the people that reinvigorated kentucky football he's the reason yeah. we hear grove street party 30 yeah. times yeah. a saturday yeah by god if it's on a saturday was, i want to hear it yeah. <laughs> whoever the dj was that Just, played that song right yeah. after that has the biggest impact on Kentucky football out of anyone <laughs> yeah. straight up. It's turning into a curse it's, at this it will, point. I mean, it's defined <laughs> yeah. the it Mark Stoops follow. era. It's, it's yeah. literally the uh, theme song. Yeah, they're running and, uh, in the ground a little I'll, bit. I'll we go, need a, something a little uh, more. Honorable hey, mention. man, kickstart my heart going into the fourth yeah. quarter, though. Yeah. Ooh, dude, that gets you dude. Uh, whenever, whenever they were playing uh, yeah. For Whom the Belt Holds by Metallica on yeah. third down, dude, inject that shit into my veins, <laughs> please. I could dude. run through a fucking wall listening to that song. I need Jared back coming out the beginning of the fourth. Hey, man. Blue white chant was not yep. bad. Yeah, for uh, for yeah. Ball State. Yeah, imagine it was like not bad. that's the best like, chant we had. Yeah, like you Dude. know, it doesn't have to be like screaming. Like just let the presence be known. Like uh, a lot of like all the biggest schools have one of those. Like uh, Florida State has their little thing. Yeah, Kansas and chart. basketball yeah. just be heard. We have I the blue white is good. It's, it's, it's underrated yeah. in college sports because not chills, a lot of people man. know about it outside yeah. of Kentucky. Yeah, fans. see, I don't think we should wait until it's not the middle of a play. Like 
we should just keep it going for like a solid yeah. like five minutes. And like that'll make another team nervous just knowing that many people are watching. Like, okay, yeah. this is loud right now. Yeah. It might not be everybody screaming, but you know, you can hear Man, everyone. It, right imagine uh, week week five against Florida at home. Oh, oh, we get that blue white. Oh, everyone's gonna going. be ready. Yeah. We have to win out obviously to get there, but yeah. um Everyone's going to be so ready because that's going to be the first real game, real test of this new era. Yeah. Even though fo- Florida's bad. Yeah. Dude, they looked, they looked like they were confused in a, in a Pac-12 stadium. It looked like it was getting to them. Which, yeah. I will like say, Utah, Utah is one of the best. Yeah, Utah, Utah is one of the best. Utah, yeah, Utah is hype for Like Pac-12. I said, statistically, they have the best home field advantage in the past yeah. five years. But, you know, they only hold like 60,000. Yeah, but exactly. that doesn't mean that doesn't you know the amount of people doesn't equal how loud it is. Well, if yeah, you it's a small stadium, there have been too. a lot of like testimonials from a lot of other teams talking about going to the UK environment and saying that we have been one of the louder so, in the SEC. It's underrated for a big game. Yeah, for no, big games yeah. we are loud. Which yeah. I haven't been to many yeah. of them, and I can't wait this year. I've never been to a Florida or LSU. I've been to one Tennessee. I went to the game we won with Stephen Johnson. Oh, that was good. At one. QB, yeah. underrated QB by the way. Underrated Stephen Johnson. He's my favorite statistically. Might have been better than Will Levis. Yeah. Well, Not passing yards, but I'm saying success, like him impacting the game is win-loss. Dude, he, yeah. Does he have a – I wouldn't doubt if he has a higher win rate than Will I, I don't, Levis. I, I don't know. Maybe. I know Terry Wilson is the best one of all time. Which though. is crazy yeah. that he got – not ran he out of town, but he got him. ran yeah. out of his job. Yeah. Which – to be fair, it was kind of... It was time for him Yeah, to it was time, yeah. but isn't that just crazy our winningest quarterback ever got ran out of town? But, yeah. uh, oh, I had one more. Uh, honorable mention would be uh, Jacob Tammy. Jacob Tammy was a beast. Yeah. Yeah. He stuck around the league for forever. Yeah, Jacob Tammy was a beast. And then yeah. we had all those uh, linebackers in the late 2000s. Wesley Woodyard, Avery what? Williamson, yeah, Micah Winston Johnson. Yeah. Winston Guy. Yeah, he was a good safety Uh Shit, we've had Trevard Lindley. Trevard Lindley, was you remember really him? Good. Yeah, he was really he was good. He's a beast, dude. And then uh, what's his name? He should have gone pro a lot earlier than he did, but yeah, yeah. Coming into like his senior year, he was like number one in the SEC returning yeah. uh, corner, and then he just didn't play well, and then he got drafted yeah. in like the sixth round and was yeah. out of the league in two. Andre Woodson, I can't believe he never got a shot. I thought he'd be a good pro quarterback because yeah. he was so accurate and yeah. like uh, he had a good mentality confidence you know yeah. like poise is the word yeah he had a good poise like he wasn't gonna fuck up no. he was gonna make the right play his arm wasn't insane he had a really good arm it's bizarre that uh jared lorenzen stayed in the league longer than andre woodson hey what's on the super bowl champ though man yeah, yeah. So hey, they're so both lorenzen yeah, they're both yeah. Backups uh, giants, giants backups um uh so i i got my my three uh my number one uh babe perilli yeah, he's old. Uh, Who? I've heard yeah. of really. Aren't, no, those, aren't so, those like tires or something? No. no. <laughs> like <a brand> of <laughs> tires. Babe Perilli played for us in the late 40s, early 50s. Uh, so part of the national championship slash SEC championship oh, yeah. team. Really good. Uh, he went to the pros, went to the Patriots. He was the first really good Patriots quarterback back then. Played in the league for like 15 years. Very good at Kentucky. He was a winner, obviously. Yeah. Uh, during our golden. Can I age. guess who you're going to say number two? Yeah, sure. George Blanda. No. George Ronnie B- Dawson. No. <laughs> so you don't give. Who's number two? So my number two is Tim Couch. Okay. Okay. Who's number Uncle three? Uncle Tim. So my number three, then goes to Art Still. 
Art he's, still. Art still. He was an offensive tackle, right? No, defensive tackle. Defense. He played, okay. He played in the uh, 77, uh, 76 teams. Uh, very good. We were obviously very successful then. I think we went uh, – there was an 8-5 and five season and then an 11-1 season. Very good teams. Uh, he Great defensive lineman. Um, played for the Chiefs for like 12 years in the Hall of Fame. Uh, very good. But uh, Yeah, Jacob's the historian. I'm not – See, I'll be the first one to say, like, when you start talking basketball, like, 90s and all that, man, like, I'll just hop out the conversation. I try not to act like I know what I'm talking about. And honestly, I wish more people would do this because, like, we didn't watch it. No. We weren't, like, Jacob actually studied it, but, like, 95% of the people that talk about sports before they were, you know, eight years old, they don't know, they're talking out of their ass. Um, yeah. 2003 was really the year. Um, I started watching. Do y'all remember when y'all started watching sports? When I, sports. whenever I started watching, and it, me watching playing and sports all goes together with when I started playing and when I started playing the video games. Um, when I first started watching, it was Reggie Bush and Matt Leinart, and that is like what hooked me in, dude. Reggie Bush was insane, and he's what hooked me in completely. Matt Leinart was a beast. Uh, they have Lindell White. Do you remember him? Yeah, Lindell. He's backup for the Titans. Titans. My, yeah, my my team. Yeah, that was, and they always had good defense. USC was like the Alabama for me whenever I was a kid. Like, they didn't hit that extent, but they had that like three to four year run where they were the most talented team. Yeah, I agree. With when you did that. you start watching? Like, what was like the first like big team when you were watching? You started watching college football. I, I remember the first game that I watched. Um, at least, well, it was it was a game where my dad was pissed. We were at Florida. I don't even remember what year that was. I think it was maybe 05, 04 or something like that. We lost real bad. And I remember my dad storming out. Well, that would have been room. like Shane Boyd or something. Yeah. Or maybe early yeah, no, no. So really, So really early Kentucky That there. Um, first time I started caring about it was like 07. Um, so right whenever Kentucky got good and then the Tennessee Titans were good. So, you know, that's kind of where, hand, yeah. yeah, that's where I kind of popped. How'd in you end up Titans, spectrum. your brother? No, uh, basically I told my brother, I wanted to pick a favorite NFL team mm-hmm. and, uh, he gave me a list of teams and I picked the Titans and, uh, they just happened to be good. Yeah. All right. So, let's hop like, into some, know. y'all want to hop into some NFL a little bit? Just yeah, a little we, bit. Yeah. We can definitely. Hop all right. All right. So yeah. that's how you end up a tight. You just like the name or just random or what? I like the name and logo. Okay. Yeah. I always liked the Titans. Uh, whenever I started following the NFL, they had like Steve McNair and uh, Eddie George. Yeah. So they were always good. I always liked the light blue. I, I'm i sorry. I hate the two-tone blue. I hate it. I wish they would go back to the Oilers jerseys because they would literally go from my least favorite to my favorite jersey so fast. Well, I know hey, they're doing the alternate We're this wearing year. them this year. Yeah. Ooh, baby. Yeah. I'm excited. Adam, so Adam's a Tampa fan. I got to – how how'd that happen? So my sister moved to Tampa whenever I was about two or three. So I've always just been in the Tampa area. Like every summer, I'd I'd be like shipped off for the summer to go hang out with my sister for a few weeks. So I'm just familiar with the Tampa area. So like I like the Bucks. You know, you got you the Rays, you got the Lightning. Team. Yeah, because I mean we don't have anything up this way other yep. than Cincinnati, which I was not gonna do. Hell no. Hell but. no. Hey hey, <laughs> every Cincinnati fan out there listening. I don't like you. <laughs> There's a lot of them. Probably I just all. want you. I just want you to know that I would say that probably all of our listeners probably are, are like our Cincinnati. Ten. Yeah. Eight of our ten listeners. <laughs> I like. I like uh, Joe Burrow though. I. I, I don't. I, I, I liked him at first, but now it's just him. like. 
everyone's like, oh, Joe Burrow is so cool. It's like, <laughs> dude, he's a frat boy who smokes cigars. Like, like dude, and he's but just, he's killing he's, your dude, team while he's doing it. But not, dude, uh, he just, he, he's trying to steal Joe Namath swag, dude. Yeah. yeah like, by wearing the fur coats fur and coats. stuff like that. And I'm I just mean, like, dude, Joe Namath already did it. Everybody knows. We still know who Joe Namath is. Joe Namath, and he wasn't even that good. Yeah, it was really no, just his drip. He was just the drip king. <laughs> yeah. Dude, my dad never watched football, and I was always like, who's your favorite player? And he's always said Joe Namath. So in my head, whenever I was like five, I was like, oh, Joe Namath must be the best quarterback of all time. Then I started looking at lists and stats, and he's just nowhere to be found. Oh, I'm no. like, he was not. He was not very good. He, he was, was like, yeah, he num- was a he was a gunslinger. Number one and he in was Yeah, number one in drill. Yeah, he, did. he takes the cake. So my team, the Ravens, uh, I picked them up probably like the late 2000s. Um, when I was a kid, my neighbor who was older than me, we hung out all the time and played sports together. His family was from Baltimore, and they were always repping the Ravens, and it kind of got annoying to me. But I slowly started absorbing into it, and like I was playing football at the time, and that defense just yeah. got me so hyped. Like I loved Ray Lewis and Ed Reed, and it's like how I wanted to play football in real life. And you know, I just kind of bought in. Like late two thousands, I was like, I need a team. I got to go all in. All right, it's the Ravens. Um, but I remember <laughs> when I was in first grade, I had an Eagles wallet. And then in second grade, uh, the Patriots went undefeated. So I got a signed football. It wasn't actually signed. It was like uh, copied signatures, yeah. like printed. And I got a Patriots football. So I've been all around. And then LaDainian Tomlinson was my first favorite player and Michael Vick. I have a lot of Dallas Cowboys stuff. Really? So, like, yeah, no, I do. I've got a shirt. I mean, it's I've, cool I've to like different jersey. stuff. I've got a Cowboys hat. Um, I This one's embarrassing. Uh, but yeah, I used to be a Tennessee fan. What? Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, hold no on. One knows I, about I got a story. It. Yeah, no, no one knows I have about a fucking it, story. Okay. So whenever I was like, you know, late two thousands, I was probably ten or so. I was really into sports, but Kentucky was, eh, at football, and basketball was like the end of the tubby era, and we were just we were mid at both. Yeah. And uh, I was just a sports fan in general, so I like different teams. When you're a kid, you don't really have that loyalty as much to one team. I was just a fan of the sport, so I was a UNC and a Florida fan. Dude, I swear, I love the UNC colors. I had a UNC hat, and then a Florida hat. One time, so Lexington had the uh, Horsemen, the arena football team. I wore a Florida hat to a Horseman game. Well, I got on the big board because the Horseman's mascot came up, took my Florida hat off my head, and acted (laughs) like he was rubbing it on his butt, and then put it back on my head. Oof. On the big board, dude. Well just des- straight roasted well me. Deserved. <laughs> straight, yeah, that's yeah, what no, you get. Not Put you in your place. And after that day, I, I was never the same. I was never the that, same. I, I could never be associated with well, Florida. Let's, let's, uh, let's take a moment and think that yeah, our, that, our uh, old mascot. Tra- right Trey there. has that horse on the top of his head yeah. list, dude. He's going to find out who it was. Dude, I wish they'd come back. The horsemen were dope. Yeah, yeah man. And the third. Did y'all ever go to the Thoroughblades? I went to the Men of War. Is the hockey the other hockey team that we had that played at Rupp? I want to really. I've never seen that. Yeah, it was it was pretty. The Thoroughblades nice. was sick, dude. Their jerseys were dope. Oh yeah. Have no, you seen like, like uh, the, it's like the greenish blue, kinda. the teal and the yeah. part, just the average like nineties colors. It's we'll kind of played out, but dude, they're dope. I saw this one used one. It fit me, but it was like one hundred and eighty bucks, which is pretty much what they go for. Yeah. Um, but I just couldn't fork it out. I couldn't fork out one eighty. But dude, that it was one of the dopest shirts I've ever seen. They're they're uh yeah, we've had a lot of good semi pro 
good looking like uniforms. Patched All right, so uh, hold, NFL. What's the outlook looking like for each of our teams? What, Jacob Starr, how, um, what's your? Well, the Titans, Jacob's an unrealistic Titans fan. No, I'm not unrealistic. We're getting discounted like we do every year. We they always do find a way. I'll yeah. give them that. Yeah. yeah, we get discounted every year. Mike Vrabel's a great head coach. Uh, the team is hopefully going to stay healthy this year, and if we stay healthy this year, we're going to win the division. Uh, we haven't been able to stay healthy for five years, and we've won the division three times out of those. So if we stay healthy... I've got all the confidence in the world for us. If not, then, you know, then it starts to break down. We'll probably go one and out in the playoffs or not even make the playoffs. But I feel confident as long as we're healthy. Uh, a lot of people that don't pay attention to the division don't notice that um, as much. But the Titans are still the kings of that division, even though the Jacksonville Jaguars won last year. But, again, we literally took them down to the line uh, last game of the season, it was a play-in game for both teams, and we just lost. We were on a third-string quarterback. We had no starting offensive linemen left. And the only – I mean, really, the defensive line was the only thing left that was healthy. So, I – and we still took them down the line. Went to overtime, almost won the game. I've got plenty of confidence in the team. I mean, if there's ever a time where they're going to make it through with having a subpar team, it's right now. Because you have two non-factors in the division. The yeah. Texans and the Colts are literally non-factors. Um, the Jaguars, man, I'm in on them. But everyone is so high on them, and they haven't really done it yet. They're yeah. on pace to do it. But have they done it? No. And then with the Titans, dude, you got Tannehill. He's proven he can win. Um, there's gonna be a lot of eyes on the Titans this year because the quarterback situation. Yeah. Um, but Tannehill is gonna find a way. Derrick Henry just doesn't age. No. He like doesn't. he's an anomaly. He's, a he's an anomaly. He's six four, two forty or two sixty, whatever, and he can run past you. And he's thirty years old. Like, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. So he's an anomaly. I, I got to see the wide receivers. The defense is good. Defensive line linebackers are really good. Um, who's Jeffrey Simmons? Jeffrey Simmons. He's a beast. Um. We also have uh, Rashard Evans coming back. No, no, no. Rashard Evans went to the, went to the Raiders. So is the I, line I mean, better at all? Yeah, no, the line's better. Danico Autry is really good. Uh, great signing. We pulled him from Indianapolis. So who'd y'all draft? Did y'all draft a running back? Uh, we drafted Tajay Spears from Tulane. Yeah, He's Tulane. Yeah, dude, yeah. he was uh, my backup on my dynasty. My yeah. NCAA football dynasty I did last year with Tulane. <laughs> so I know all the Tulane players. They have a dude named Fat Butts. Fat Butts? Or Fat Watts. I'm oh, sorry, Fat dang. Watts. I wish it was Fat Butts, but it's if Fat only Watts. It was fat Butts. Who's going to be good this year? Watch out for Fat Watts. Michael Mike Pratt, going to be a beast. Tajay Spears gone. But uh, no, I recommend Tulane, dude. They're fun. And uh, NCAA football, the dopest jerseys. Yeah, no, they One do. of the dopest that line, jerseys. That, like that lime green and blue. And, yeah, their uh, new logo and stuff is sick. Yeah, no, they look good. I like The Tulane. light blue with the green. Former SEC boys. Yeah, it's light blue with the green. Adam, Buccaneers. I don't want to talk about them. Hey, is it bad? You never know. I mean, dude, our, our it's a toss up division at this point. Carolina did reload in free agency, but I'm yeah. not sold on them. And then the Saints are, I mean, they're consistent, and plus they have Derek Carr now. Yeah. So I mean, they were lacking a quarterback, and they just picked one up. So, so is your starter Baker? Yes, at this point, it is. But uh, you don't know what Baker you're gonna get. He might not be absolutely the worst. Yeah, but Mike, he could, he could. He be, also has. He could be breakout season Baker with the Browns. Yeah. Dude, he has Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, two of the most proven uh, wide hold, receivers. Hold and, off on Evans. Hey, yeah, he, uh, he's he's the one in a uh, 
<laughs> he's not happy with his contract structure at the moment. Who isn't happy? Dude, yeah. everyone's so on I just yeah. keep on that's all they talk about all offseason. Everybody's so. unhappy with these contracts. The only one who's not going to play is Jonathan Taylor because their owner said he could <sighs> die and he doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor, yeah, Mike Mike came out and said, "Hey, I want I want more money or just let me walk." So I mean, I hope we pay him more. Mike Evans has been a big part of this team for a while Yeah, Rashad White's going to be a beast, in fantasy at least. Yeah. No, I like him in I'm, fantasy. I'm excited for Rashad White. I liked him over Fournette, so. Yeah. As long as our team can stay healthy. I, I see us finishing, you know, second to the Saints, sadly. But I think the Falcons will be de- – it's going to be a – I'm not sold on the Falcons yet either, though. I yeah, I mean, just, I'm not sold on them. It's just so many question marks over Desmond Riddler. That's yeah, that's where the yeah. question marks happen. It's the quarterback position for yeah, them, yeah. unfortunately. I feel um, bad for Pitts. Um, everything else around them is I like just don't know how you bank on Ritter. So how do you bank on Ritter? Is it Ritter? Yeah. yeah, yeah I said yeah. Riddle or something like that. Dude, the, what the, the Riddler. Name, the Riddler. Dude, imagine if they just tanked and went and got Caleb Williams. They Dude, their young core would be crazy. Caleb would Williams, Bijan. Uh, they still had Algier. They're going to go 8 Cordell Patterson. <laughs> uh, Drake London, bro. And then on defense, they got uh, Okuda and A.J. Terrell. They're, oh, yeah, they did get Okuda from yeah, the Lions. Yeah, and he's their yeah. number two. A.J. Terrell's their number one. Yeah, he's AJ a top Terrell's ten corner in the league. Yeah. Um, oh, that's exciting. They're good. And Dude, then they, they got uh, Jesse Bates from Cincinnati. Yeah. Who's a top five safety in the league. Uh, so, so, really, though, tell us about the Ravens. All right. What okay so I really did, don't. did Lamar get his new contract? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He he's one of the highest paid. Um. Yeah. They finally got it. Um. Okay. So our offense, I have no clue what to expect. J.K. Dobbins is just a walking like, he's the man whose bones are made of glass from SpongeBob. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wake up. <laughs> What's he say? What's he say? <laughs> So the, you, have, you all have the Anthony Davis of football, yeah. essentially? Dude, when he plays, he's averaging the most yards per carry in the NFL right now. His yards per carry is like 6.7 yards when he plays. It's because no one can game plan for him. Dude, yeah. <laughs> They're like, we've never seen this guy play before. Yeah, check the yeah. depth chart really quick. Right, Who is so, this guy? <laughs> so our offensive coordinator, we got the offensive coordinator from Georgia okay. um, who likes to pass the ball. So – our our offensive coordinator in the past, um, he was all about the pistol and option read option and throwing to the tight ends and we would like one wide receiver sets and slow pounded out, almost like Eddie Grand teams. Yeah, he yeah. coached he ran the offense very similar to Eddie Grand where it's just so hard to watch. And the thing is, we have such electrifying weapons and we're trying to run that system. Um, but anyway, we got Todd Munkin in. He's supposed to be. You know, big on using his weapon, weapons. We got Odell in, who, you know, we paid him a lot, but I don't think no one in the organization or the fan base is, like, needing him to be pro bowler, even though we paid him. We just needed another weapon. Um, we have Rashad Bateman coming back, who was pretty good. And then Zay Flowers, everyone is saying Zay Flowers might be the best rookie wide receiver in this class. I think so. Dude, he's Out a of, beast. Uh, Maryland. Uh, was it Maryland? No. No, Boston College. Boston College. Dude. That's a weird one. He's 5'9". No, he's very, he's, he's very like uh, Steve Smith. Yeah. Oh, okay. But okay. not as like big and strong. Like, because Steve Smith was like strong. Tough. Yeah. Str- Steve Smith's one of the best wide receivers of all time. Yeah. He yeah. gets no credit for it. Yeah. Though. It's unfortunate. We'll go into, we can go into that. But Zay right. Flowers, uh, yeah, his route running, insane. And then running backs, we have Gus Edwards, who's been there forever. And if J.K. Dobbins doesn't work it out, um, Gus Edwards is all right. And then we have uh, Mark Andrews and our backup tight end, Isaiah Likely. 
It's not Isaiah likely. It's Isaiah likely. <laughs> you don't get it. It's Isaiah likely. Flat. Oh, Isaiah likely. Okay, I get it. Okay, okay. Uh, no, that was fell bad. Fell flat. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was bad. That fell flat. I wish that I had heard um, it. And then our defense is just the same old. Our, we got a problem at corner. Marlon Humphreys hurt. We lost Marcus Peters. Um, our linebackers are good. We have uh, Roquan Smith, who's looking like the best linebacker in the NFL right now. Uh, Patrick Queen. I don't know about Patrick Queen. Then we just drafted Trenton Simpson from Clemson, um, who's a speedster, like athletic freak linebacker. Wow. Um, we lost Calais Campbell. Our defense should be a net, like even, as it was last year. Our offense should have a huge leap. I see us going. If we win 12 games, I'll be extremely happy. I need 11. Um, but our division is going to be tough, dude. I could see everyone in the division going one and one in the division. That is a tough division. I mean, even the Steelers are pretty good, and they're the worst team in that division. Dude, yeah, their the schedule—they have a bad. cakewalk schedule. Like, dude, they have eight wins for sure. Like, they play the bottom eight teams in the league. Well, I yeah. just hate Steeler fans, dude. Th- so going back to my dad, <laughs> like in Joe Namath, my dad didn't watch Fucking football, worse, but he dude. knew who Mean Joe was because of the commercials yeah. and shit. Well, yeah. I feel like the Steelers fans are everywhere. It's all just like... They're all delusional. Every Steelers fan is either like a mid-50s to mid-60s-year-old Steelers fan. What? <laughs> We're alienating one of our fans, I know, <laughs> right now. Dude, they are delusional. Uh, dude. <laughs> hey, listen, you're the least delusional. You know who I'm talking to. You're out there listening. You're not as delusional as most of the others, so way to go on you. Dude, those but fucking, the Steelers oh, fucking dude, suck, those dude. fucking towels too, man. I hate those fucking towels. Dude, the only people like the Steelers, like I said, oh my God. are like mid-50s to mid-60s-year-old that yeah. like them just because they're defense in the 70s. It, there's going to be a generation of people my age that only like, it's like the the Ravens with Ray Lewis, mm. but the Steelers, it's like, oh, they had Mean Joe and everything, and well, now they're like... 55 and still a fan and then their kids are fans because of that and okay. that's why there's so many around here so the only- in, in defense of the steelers they did win two super bowls in the 2000s in, def- in just, defense of those them, teams just weren't very good either well, I, don't, I don't know how like, they I, won I, I, the thing is ben roethlisberger was a winner um say what you say what you will about the the old the old he won uh, cases yeah he definitely sure. won cases yeah He's definitely, uh, I think he was like four, five, and zero oh in cases. Yeah. That's for sure. And then he was two and one in Super Bowls. I mean, took him to three Super he's Bowls. Zero oh and one he, in uh, motorcycle. Well, actually, he's one and zero oh motorcycle wrecks. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah, okay. he yeah. survived. Yeah. So well, I mean, uh, he didn't die. Yeah. So he's one and zero in motorcycle wrecks. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I I don't know. I I can see why people are fans of the Steelers today and younger generation fans i can't they're so boring uh, like mainly they, mainly because they did win two super bowls whenever we were young the only good thing about that team is when they play the sticks in their stadium yeah no that is and a that's, great that's, and that's, that's it yeah that is it that's hype that's, I hate the, the that's Steelers, one of the dude. other than that i hate big ben kenny pickett's like at best mid at like at his peak of his career, he will be like the 14th best QB hey. well, in dude, the league. Well, they just they legitimately could not ha- have another Marino situation. Yeah. They had to draft him. Yeah, because remember yeah. Dan Marino played at Pittsburgh, and then yeah. Pittsburgh yeah. didn't yeah. draft yeah. him, and then he goes on to be one of the best quarterbacks of all time. They couldn't allow it to happen again. Dude, they've just had. Some... I can't blame Pittsburgh for drafting. Hey, Pittsburgh Kenny do Pickett. some talent, dude. Yeah. Larry Fitzgerald, Aaron Donald, yeah. uh, Lashawn McCoy. Oh yeah. Steelers produce some drama queens. Antonio Brown, Le'Veon yeah. Bell. Yeah. Uh, Dude, I think Schuster? that's yeah. the team that I could see people liking the Steelers for. And that was the team that didn't win. 
Yeah. yeah. They're most electric team. Yeah, no, it's yeah. weird. It's weird Dude, that like they're one of the, the best teams that they had did not win Super Bowl. Prime A B more media. And Prime Le'Veon could easily be like top ten at their position ever. Yeah. Especially Prime A B. Prime A B yeah. was insane. Hey, the one good thing the Bengals did. That perfect hit. Yeah, that perfect fit. Oh my god. No, it's not yeah, a good bur- thing. I'm, that, I'm, no, dude, yeah, even no. Vontez perfect's like yeah. I feel bad for yeah, that. And he was but, a fucking yeah. <laughs> but, dude, like, he did I, not dude, it's, he he broke the sealer Super Bowl window in yeah. one hit. Which is insane to say. I don't know if I got a ball sacked. I don't know if y'all know what that is on Twitter. There's like a account called Ball Sack Sports and they'll they'll make like graphics that look just like ESPNs and it'll be like Antonio Brown just got caught doing something and then people will think it's real and repost it oh like goodness. big people oh no. well anyway i saw one recently where antonio brown was like y'all been uh bullying me for my cte like it's really messing with me so i don't know if that was real or not i don't remember if i got ball sacked on that or not. <laughs> but i feel like he maybe actually said that like he's acknowledging that his cte is messing with him well, I mean, he literally got an uh, arena football league shut down. A- <laughs> arena football team that he bought shut down straight up because he just wouldn't pay him. So and he's got the money, uh, and he just chose not to because he had a disagreement with the league, and then they shut his yeah, team down. Yeah, dude's actually like, he's wild. not in his yeah. right mind. He owned it and then was also playing as their number one wide receiver. So, yeah. <laughs> he said, I'm starting. Like a, was, I forget what their name is. I think it was in Albany. Uh, uh but yeah, no, he's he's a wild man. Um, he's been on your team. How do you feel about him whenever he was on your team? He he won a Super Bowl with you. Yeah, he was didn't good he? when he played until, yeah. until he ran off the field. Yeah, Dude, until he uh, threw his jersey in the stands. Yeah, I, I, him yeah. and him and Bruce Arians didn't see eye to eye. There was a lot of a lot of drama between. He respected the two. Tom Brady at first, but he was even talking he shit turned on, on Tom Brady Tom. recently. Yeah, he turned on yeah. Tom recently, which I mean. Tampa Tom and, and New England Tom are two different Toms. I so. like Tampa Tom. Tampa Tom, he dude. Had, he had swag. Dude, Tampa New Tom England Tom care. was like all like, quiet, like, I'm going to uh, beat you. And then Tampa Tom was like all on, feel like on social off, media yeah. and everything. And Everybody knows who best Tom is, and that's long hair Tom from the early 2011, no, 2010s. Dude. That's when he was For his best. Long hair Tom? That was the best Tom. But he like, was not, so good. Actually, Nelly Tampa Tom. stats were, even though the NFL evolved and there's more passing, yeah. blah, 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 but... Yeah, that Tom Brady with Randy Moss. Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> Gronk. Oh, Aaron. Oh, Did they have Aaron Gronk? They didn't have Gronk and Randy Moss. No, no they had Benjamin no. Watson. They had they had Gronk and Aaron Hernandez for the Super Bowl against the Giants. And that was then, with like Edelman. Yeah. And then Aaron Hernandez killed some people. Yeah. And then you, have uh, you seen that documentary? The Swamp. No, one. no, the Aaron Hernandez <laughs> the Swamp one. or the Aaron Hernandez The Aaron one. Hernandez, have either of y'all seen that? He was doing some no, weird stuff. No, he was literally killing people because he was gay and like they yeah. were like blackmailing him. Oh. So he pretty much killed people because he was gay. Oof. And he, he didn't want to get outed. And then he well. killed himself. Well. So, that's a like bro, why, just go be gay and stuff. Why, why not the blackmail 101? Yeah. <laughs> Brought yeah. to you by Aaron you might Hernandez. Get, don't blackmail an NFL tight end. So do y'all... Are, I don't know what y'all are up uh, to date with the divisions and stuff, but we could do like NFL division winners predictions. Oh, oh well, I mean, I think, uh, I think top, yeah. I mean, I don't care. <clears throat> yeah, no, that's fine. So my clear. second team behind the uh, Ravens. So like, I kind of took in Baltimore as my first, like, because um, we don't have a sports city. So I like the Ravens. So I took in the Orioles back then, who have been like the worst franchise ever, but this year they're killing it. Anyway, well, my mom lives near Detroit, so then I took in Detroit as my second home base. 
Yeah. Um, and the Lions, dude, they're on the come up for real. They might be like the Jags of the NFC. Like they have yeah. the talent and stuff, and they're really hyped up. But, dude, I think they're going to be good. Jared Goff is actually good. The, the Lions have been my second favorite NFL team since uh, I got into pro sports. Really? Yeah. yeah. No, they, they've they've been my second. Mainly I remember Kyle liking them. I learned yeah. about Barry Sanders. Mm. Yeah. And then dude. I was like, yeah, oh, and my goodness. Like, he was so I couldn't good. stop. I was just like, it, I couldn't stop taking in Detroit Lions content because they were so bad. And uh, I felt bad for them. And then now that they're semi-good, it's just like a good feeling to watch a team go so low and come back yeah. up a little Dude. bit. And I watched the same thing with the Titans. Yeah. So. That Matt Stafford-Calvin Johnson combo I love is Megatron, dude. Yeah. My favorite wide receiver of I all time. I just saw him recently talking about him retiring. Did you yeah. see that? How he didn't tell the team or anyone. Yeah, how he kept it a secret. Yeah, and then the very last game, he goes up to Matt Stafford, and he was like, hey, this is probably going to be the last one. And Stafford was like, yeah, I knew. Yeah, but he didn't want to make yeah. it about him, and everybody's like this and that. But he was like, "Dude, he couldn't even he couldn't even walk right." Yeah. He was saying, is basically, a, is, if if he had to run a route where he had to use his left foot, don't ankle. throw him the ball. He's yeah. just a decoy." Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. it's a bummer too because he was just so good. Probably the best wide receiver we ever saw. I yeah, mean, we, him oh, and Randy Moss. The, it's him the, and <clears throat> Randy Moss. The, Randy Moss, Anquan Bolden. Uh, you also had like Steve Smith that we saw. We saw a lot of really good wide receivers. Dude, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Larry Fitzgerald. Larry, <laughs> hey, if we're Larry talking, if we're talking so, longevity yeah, yeah. and stats, Larry. Larry Fitzgerald's the best we've seen. Yeah, he's second behind Jerry Rice. Yeah. If we're talking, when people don't realize that, man, I just think that Calvin is up there for me because he cut his career short like Barry did. Yeah, yeah, it's I, crazy. It, the you get a small, happened, small dude. sample. Yeah, no, yeah, you only get so much, and yeah. what you do get is awesome and special. But it just sucks that you don't get to see all. Of yeah, it. that that team was special with Stafford and and, and Calvin Johnson. And I they, wish they made the playoffs a few times. They like did three times. I think yeah. they won one game. So yeah. you know, not awful. Yeah, and Detroit fans—they really like Stafford. They were hype when he won for the Rams. Yeah, no, it was a good thing for them to do that for him because his. He obviously wasn't he put it all for Detroit. They, yeah. All the Detroit fans understood, like, "Hey, man, go get yours." You know, he gave yeah. his all to Detroit. And uh, I think he'll retire. I, yeah, I was about to say, I'd love to see him yeah. go back there and retire with them. They got the draft picks out of them. They're definitely using them. Yeah, 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 yeah they drafted really well. It looks like it was they've a win-win for really everybody. Well. Honestly, they're building that team up. Uh, so. Monroe, St. Brown, Jameson Williams, dude. That's when we're going to we'll see. see how that's that the biggest question mark. Jameer Gibbs, I think, is going to be good. Jameer Gibbs, they'll use on like first and second down. But Benet I mean, Sewell if they get to a third, yeah, they get into a third down situation, you won't see Gibbs on the field too much. You think? I don't think so. I think they'll use He's him as the like pass a one-two. Yeah, they'll use him as like a one-two. Okay. Back. So the reality is that we probably have time for one take, one hot take. So do we double back on last week, or do we pick one of the three of us to pick one out? What do you mean double back on last like, week? Uh, we well, we had an alien hot take all right, all right. that never got answered. I mean, I can we can go into aliens. <laughs> yeah, I have stats for one. Oh, for okay. Aliens? Uh, you know what? I, no, no, not aliens. You have stats it's for a new hot take. It's my new hot take. We're not going back to aliens this week. I'm sorry if you well, all were excited. Yeah. But uh, whether they're demonic or not, I don't know. But they're, they're... So uh, I, I well, had we got Trey's here. opinion on that hot take. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, here it is. Joey Chestnut is the best athlete of our generation. There it is. There's right, give my me the hot stats. take. All right, sixteen-time mustard belt champion. Damn. Sixteen, Oof. fifty-five world records for d- different e- different eating uh, 
get this, 1,152 hot dogs with buns since 2005. Who else you know eating that many? Dude. Nobody aside from <laughs> Joey, dude. Yeah. He has eight. He has eight 648 feet in hot dogs. Let me put that into comparison for you. The height of the Statue of Liberty, 305 feet. <laughs> He's eating two Statue of Liberty. <laughs> yeah. Almost as the, much uh, as your mom. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Seattle Space Needle, 608 feet tall. This man is the most dominant athlete of our time. I'm going to say it. I'm going to leave it there, and you all can... Can try to <laughs> all right, try to debunk um, it or yeah, yeah he's dominant, but it's like saying Wilt Chamberlain's the most dominant of all time. Um, he's at the very beginning of his sport. Um, I feel like hot dog eating at Dude, this large of a scale is probably it, it's probably in the beginning. He's probably going against janders and plumbers, honestly. Yeah, dude, make it um, an Olympic sport. <laughs> Make competitive eating an Olympic sport. Straight up, dude. Dude, it's so entertaining. <laughs> uh, He's eating against Xander's employees. So, I, so no, no I, I disagree with saying that it's in the beginning of the sport. Hot dog eating has been yeah, a part wrong, of this I'm country yeah, I know. since the early 1900s. Competitive eating has always been. We've always yeah. had glizzy no. goblins <laughs> in the yeah. As long as people have been eating, they've been like, hey, I can eat more here. than you. That's the yeah. most fat ass American thing. I can eat more food than you. Hey man, it, it is it is a part of the culture. We uh, we we, do we have embraced yeah. it here. Yeah, in we the did US. embrace it. Because um, I mean, think about pie eating contests back in the day. You got hot dog eating contests that have caught on more nowadays. There's wing eating contests. Like you know, there dude, are a lot of contests. Joey Chestnut made ESPN this year because remember it was raining and they're like, hey, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna. Oh call yeah, it. and he was like, no, we're doing we're, it. we're doing yeah. this fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> was it? He uh, he he literally was eating hot dogs. Had a uh, protester jump up on the stage, arm barred him, yeah, like, and, then, and then was still All continuing right, yeah. to eat hot dogs. Right. He is a he is a specimen. Okay, <laughs> hey, if he's MJ, uh, who was the Asian guy that dominated before him? Uh, Nagasaki. I, I, I th- no, is that where we dropped no, the ball? <laughs> That, uh, not oh, Nagasaki. Oh, I don't think um, it was Nagasaki. Yeah, I think it was Hiroshima, actually. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, uh, oh. Not, not that. It was Please not. Please don't make your way overseas There was a small Asian man who was very good at eating hot dogs for a while. Oh, Kobayashi. Yeah, Kobayashi. He, hey, yeah. yeah, not All Nagasaki. Right. Kobayashi walked so Chestnut could run. Oh, my God. Let's look up his stats. Look at Kobayashi's. I think Joey Chestnut has, blo- he has blown his beat. stats up because Kobayashi was like the number one for so long. Oh, Kobayashi, not- you got to respect the OG though. Yeah, I had to make sure that competitive eating was like considered a sport. I mean, technically, it's a sport. I don't really like. It's definitely endurance. Oh, endurance yeah. and mental. <laughs> All right. Oh yeah, it, it it ticks those boxes. That's for sure. <laughs> So the Japanese kind of ran the sport before Chestnut, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, Kobayashi won 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005, 2006. And then 2007, Joey Chestnut. And I believe he's won every year since 2007. <laughs> Dominant. No, he probably saw him doing oh, it. And no. he was like, dude, I could do dude, that. Dude, I could fucking do oh, that. Oh, Matt Stoney won in 2015. He's a YouTuber. I guess Joey Chestnut wasn't there for that one. He'd Was probably, he there for that one? Maybe he's falling off. Wait, did Joey nah, Chestnut? No, he came back. Oh, yeah, no, nah, Joey Chestnut has not dropped off. Yeah, he left yeah. to uh, pie eat for one year and then came uh, back to hot dog. He's like MJ. 
He had to, he had to try out. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Sport real he's quick. like he was dominating. He's like my my dad would have wanted me to do the pie eating <laughs> yeah. contest. I have to it go do it for my because dad because I was gambling on all the hot dogs. It was uh, I Dude, had. If I'm to, Joey Chestnut, I'm, I'm betting had on to myself. Honor my father. I'm betting on myself. Dude, the odds for him to win are insane. Like you have to bet so much for it to for get anything. Yeah, yeah, for any type of payout, it's crazy. Oh no. But um, chestnuts ruined the betting game on hot dog eating. Yeah, hard to argue. He's Imagine the best athlete of all time. The only ones you could really argue is like the Undertaker, maybe. <laughs> hey, the Undertaker is a Yo, fucking dude. dog, dude. Yo, I want to see his stats. Here, y'all keep talking. I'm pulling Listen, up Undertaker. I'm, I'm sure Yo, as, as Steve Undertaker. Austin would say, what? <laughs> no, dude. See, Austin is cool, but let's see Undertaker stats. One thousand seven hundred eighty. This is fixed, dude. One thousand seven hundred eighty-one matches. He has a win win rate Yo. of seventy-four point five percent. Fixed. This is a very high win rate for any wrestler. Look, look, get, up, look, look up Hulk Hogan's don't, win rate. Yeah, oh, don't okay, get me wrong. the only wrestlers with a higher win rate are Hulk Hogan and John Cena. Yeah, all right. Yeah, oh. Hulk Hogan number dude, one. Dude, he's lost five hundred fifteen matches. I tell you Undertaker what, has. That's what a lot. the fuck? That's a lot of matches. Yeah, that's a lot more than I thought. <laughs> yeah, honestly, right. I'm I'm a little bit sad about those stats. That that just hurt me a little bit, dude. Fixed. Nah, but Hulk Hogan's the best. We we should agree with that. Let you me guys tell seen you his about press the press tour. He's on a press tour. We ought to no. get him on the pod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was on a. He was on a. Yeah, he was on a podcast. He was on Theo Vaughn and yeah. Joe Rogan. And then he went Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan. Yeah, it was yeah. Joe Rogan that popped up on my. On Let me my tell you about the Glizzy Goblin brother, Joey Chestnut. First off, the most impressive. <laughs> Dude, he was saying that he used to wrestle close to 500 times a year. Yeah. yeah. Wrestling matches. He would have like two a day and have to fly every day, go somewhere else. Yeah. He's making not shit. Yeah, got fired from a WWF because he went to go film uh, for Rocky 3, I think Rocky it was. Rocky 3? Yeah. Damn. So uh, Vince uh, McMahon Sr. was like, yeah, you're not coming back to the uh, <laughs> WWE, dude. So he went WCW, did his little rebranding. Shit was dope back then. Hey, he almost, he was he was uh, taking the fight to uh, WWE. They did yeah. really well against him. And, and then, then, they, he, he, then he was the death of WCW, yeah. which was dude, funny. I yeah. was a diehard wrestling fan until I was about six years old. Yeah. Kyle, if he listens, he'll know, dude. That was our life. Like his mom babysit me every day. Mm. I would come over. We would probably start the day by playing a wrestling game. Then when we got bored of that, we'd play with wrestlers. Then we got bored of that, we'd act like we were wrestlers. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. dude, it just never hey, ended. It was you didn't stop with the wrestling. And then, and then one time, uh, they came to Reparino's Hell in a Cell, and I remember telling my mom, dude, I was almost to the point of crying because I thought Kane was gonna get out of the cell and like come kill everybody. <laughs> I was like, don't let him out. He's gonna come get everybody. Oh, well, no. Anyway, one day Caleb, Kyle's brother, tells us it's fake, and dude, it. I was more distraught over that than learning about Santa Claus. Easily. (laughs) Easily. I never was into it ever again. Um, Once I found out I was fixed, it completely lost me. You know what's funny about Santa Claus? I didn't get told. Nobody ever really told me Santa Claus wasn't real. Nobody ever specifically Wait, went to me. Wait, am I just now bringing it up? Me. No, no, am no. Am I just no. now breaking obviously, the news to obviously you? Obviously, <laughs> I know. Your parents are still playing along. I have access to the internet, okay? I, I know hey, that if you don't believe, not he's not going to come. Well, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Might not get those socks this year that I want. It's a risk Damn. I'm willing to take. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember, I remember being in like second and third grade, and then somebody said that, and then I was just like, yeah, no, he's definitely not real. And I was like, oh, no. I was Dude, like, wait a minute, is it all fake? My best friend Jonathan, he found out in like second grade and like broke the news to me and I refused to 
to believe it for a couple years. Uh, every time I bring it up to my mom, we'd be like, yeah, we know Santa Claus isn't real. And dude, she was pretty convincing with it. She'd be like, well, he's not going to come. And I was like, shit. I was like, I have to believe. I have to. Dude. Yeah, I dude. need that extra. It's, it's I need that extra. The first time uh, that you got to get that other yeah, action yeah. figure. The yeah. other Santa Claus's presents don't count for your other presents. The other ones are from your parents. Yeah, yeah. true. That's that, true. You, That's you, the most white privilege shit you, ever. You, could, you could suffer a 50% reduction in your presence if you were to piss exactly, off Exactly, dude. You could suffer pretty badly. Um, uh, and it's terrifying. It was terrifying as a child. When Still you turned into an investigator for the first time, you I tell had, you, you this though: know. my kids, whenever they find out that Santa Claus isn't real, they will get fifty percent reduction in their presents. <laughs> so I'll save some money that year. Damn, <laughs> dude, I had a bad habit when I was a kid. I slept with my parents like in their bed for way too long. I know it probably messed with their, uh, you know, but uh, for way too long. Well, somehow, somehow Did your on mom Christmas Eve. To the pod? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. No, she did it the first day. But anyway, uh, Christmas Eve, you know, they would. My dad would always try to, and my mom would always try to get me to sleep in my own bed, and I'd always be so suspicious. Well, one time I slept in uh, in their bed, and I don't know how my dad got away with putting up the presents, but I never woke up once. And I could have swore one time I woke up the next day. I was like. Dude, uh, Santa Claus landed on the roof. I heard him. It sounded like a jet engine or something, dude. I was like tripping. I was like, dude, you landed on the roof. I heard him last night, like swearing by it to my parents. And the whole time they're like, yeah, we know you're lying. <laughs> but I was like, no, it actually happened. And I was such a critical thinker that like we didn't have a chimney. So I was like, how's he going to get in here? So we had to go get a key for him. My parents had to go get a key for him, or else I was like, dude, he's not going to get in here. Like, we don't have a chimney. Is he just going to teleport in here? And I was like, well, I don't believe that shit. You were trying to help Santa out. That was a good move. Yeah. Probably yeah. got extra presents because of that. Uh, yeah, I might have. Allegedly. I don't know. And then within like two years, I was like, I was Santa Claus helping my dad put stuff together at 2 a.m. Yeah. You never had any younger siblings, so uh, you didn't have to play Santa Claus. No, I didn't have to do that. that I've was, had to play uh, Santa my, Claus. My, I assume before. that my brother probably did a little bit, but past that, yeah, it's possible. Oh, pulling out the bourbon, we're wrapping yeah. it up. We are drawing to a close so dry, here. Dude. Like, it's uh, gonna be terrible. Do uh, we, don't, don't down this one quickly. Yeah, seriously, like, do not. Yeah, this hey, we is, take okay. shots of bourbon all the time. Like, not it's all the not time, like but like that. we do it. We got to score this so, tray. This right. is a. Special bourbon to this county. It is. Uh, to this county. It to is. To this county. EJ making, Curley. Making a return. Yeah, making a return. It oh, so that's not a... in... Never mind. It I was, was thinking of... Down uh, by uh, Cam Nelson. It was big after yeah. the Civil War and up until Prohibition. The distillery shut down in the 60s. But they are back now. Um, and they have bought their old distillery spot. Um, rebuilding some buildings. And uh, this is the first kind of batch that they've come out with. It's called EJ Curly. We've got the small batch. Uh, this is the blue label. Uh, you can get it for right around $50. It's good bourbon, um, as far as we know. Uh, according to our boss, me and Adam. Yeah, I was going to say, have you ever had it? Yeah, no, no. We, we've gifted it. We, we've gifted it. Um, if someone else could take the reins <laughs> yeah. while, I, while, while I try to open this bottle. But, uh, okay. Um, blue label, really cool. It's special to Jasmine County. Um, and we, fi I figured that, uh, this would be 
the best time to try it. You know, we're feeling high off that first UK well, win. Minus one point because how hard it is to open. <laughs> <laughs> we off. were having some issues with that. So, uh, but very, very cool. It's uh, from Jasmine County. Uh, we're thinking that it's probably out of the Wild Turkey Distillery right now. But, it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, that's where their housing it currently is Wild Turkey. Until they get their own storehouses yeah. up and everything like that. But they have invested. They're opening their own back where it used to be, which is right below Camp Nelson on the river. Yeah. So really cool. That was way too hard. Cool little story involved with them. Uh, it's. Oh, it definitely what, smells better just, uh, than the uh, Buffalo We had Trace. Buffalo Trace last week. Everybody was kind of like on the five and six out of there. Um, you mind pouring that for me? I just, there's a lot of cords. I don't want to. Let's hope it's a better it pour. Dude, I'm going to, you hold this. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I don't want to talk about my pours. Give me a better yeah, pour this time. Was la- last week. You can't be unconfident great. with your pour. Uh Got a good color, nice brown color. The bottle is <laughs> it's got cool. a good color. The bottle, like, it's a cool bottle. It is a cool. Bottle. Yeah, we opinion. need to read the it's, description. It's tall. Of it. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll like once we. Uh, where's the lid on it? Trey has it. Okay. Read the. Oh, we scaring me. Okay. Read the description <clears throat> and then we'll kind of go with it. Should be it's on the on back, back there. After the Civil War, Irish. Irish-born soldier Edmund Curley sourced pure limestone filtered water from our national, from our, <laughs> I'm choking on air, from our natural cavern far below Earth's surface to produce one heck of a smooth drink in bourbon. Our offering offers those who won their liberty at Camp Nelson, forging a more perfect union. I thought there would be like a description of the flavors. Well, the well, flavor yeah. is the Civil War and Camp Nelson. <laughs> that's That's the flavor? Yeah. Uh, cool story behind it though, and it's also based out of the county that we live in. So we just thought that it would be a good time to kind of go with that as a uh, a good little uh, ex- more expensive bourbon side to kind of try out. But if gotta y'all want to treat ourselves after a win, yeah, gotta treat ourselves after this. This could get expensive. We keep on winning though. Yeah. Next thing you know, we'll do a twelfth year Weller. We're gonna get some pappy. <laughs> I All wish. Right. All right, everybody, everybody, give <clears> her a <throat> sniff. What are you smelling? Citrus. Citrus. Really? Citrusy. Really citrusy. I'm not very good at this. I still have COVID <laughs> nose, dude. It's been like four years I still got COVID nose. Real citrusy. Everybody take a little sip. Is it citrusy? I just get vanilla caramel from everything. That's smooth. When I Ooh, that's much better in Buffalo Trace. Might be. <laughs> God, I'm a pussy. It might be more of a burn. There's more of a burn, but there's more initial flavor. Much more complex initial flavors. Definitely like a citrusy floral, honestly. Yeah, that reminded me of... Uh, cinnamon. The... Cinnamon. I got cinnamon yeah. from that for sure. The uh... Look for the cinnamon. Ooh, that is smooth. No, it's I not. I like that. <laughs> what? It's got a smooth uh, burn to it. I don't. A smooth I, I, can, burn. I consider See, I, it a little bit different. I, I just like. Hopefully, if, I can get to that. As long as if I'm not fighting it down my throat, that's smooth. I'm not. I wasn't fighting that down my throat. It burns a bit, but it, I didn't fight it. I was able to let it sit in my mouth for a little bit. You know, pretty solid. That was good. Dude, that's crazy. Up, people that'll open enjoy you up, this. man. Yeah, it's crazy. People enjoy this. <laughs> 
Where's my twisted tea? <laughs> uh, uh, I like it. That's that's not bad. Like you like it for a bourbon, or like you like it? I like it as a bourbon, and honestly, I mean, I, I like it. Dude, it burnt. Like my tongue is tingling. Like I have a peppermint in my mouth or something. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll, I'll be the first one to give it a score this week. I'm gonna go seven. I'll give so it a solid seven. Trace. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. Just uh, it is smooth. That is a smooth bourbon. Um, Here, I need to finish the last as a shot so I can get the. While he's doing that, Jake, what do you what do you got? Well, I mean, seven seven two seven, seven two point two. You um, bringing out the the Dave Portnoy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, gotta give gotta give the decimals. I think that the like uh, it's early for decimals, but we should put, give some decimals. We're we're allowed to do decimals. That. Okay, um, seven two. I would. Uh, you wanna you wanna introduce somebody some to some bourbon? It's be a good one. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um. Just warn them that it's gonna. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna burn you a little bit, but People, it's pretty good. Yeah. I prefer Buffalo Trace. You prefer Buffalo it's Trace? A, it's easier wow. to drink. This has more flavor. Um. But the Buffalo Trace is much easier to drink. This mm-hmm. has much more of a burn to it. Um. Like spicy. <laughs> it's spicy to me. It's like peppermint cinnamon. Spicy. <laughs> it's straight up spicy to me. Uh. Shit, I'd bump up Buffalo Trace to like a six, and probably put this at a four. Ooh, wow, wow! So the more expensive bourbon is worse to try. To me, yeah. Wow. To me, okay. it the beginning flavor is better in this. It's more complex. The beginning flavor is very good. Yeah, that first flavor is more complex, but like, I could not drink much. Like that's all I could drink. I could, this. I, Buffalo I, Trace, I could keep going. Trey reminded me of that Hot Ones meme with uh. Idris Elba. Oh yeah, coughing. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't do this shit, man. Yeah, that was. I mean, uh, I think that uh, definitely. If if you all haven't heard about it, um, good bourbon to try out, and it's not super expensive. Uh, I mean, still kind of expensive because I mean it's fifty dollars. I mean, it's from Jessman County. It gets yeah. an extra point. I give it a five. Okay. All right. Cool. cool That's cool, awesome. Cool. So right now we've got uh, Buffalo Trace at number one for Trey, mm. with EJ coming in second. Right now mm. we have uh, EJ in first and Buffalo Trace in second for me and Adam. So so far that's that's looking at our score. See, I only really know bourbon. I can compare it better from shots. So I had to take that shot to really feel. All right, is a shot of this better than a shot of um, Buffalo? Yeah. This would maybe be a better sipping bourbon, but as far as shots, how I usually take it. Well, it's uh, definitely definitely meant to sip. Yeah. See, but I just, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not drinking it for flavor at that point. I'm drinking it for the effect, and uh, I can't get the effect from sipping. Well, I mean, you know, you, hey, well, we do have, there's another EJ Curly that is going to float around here eventually. So Yeah, I, I so need it's, to. Uh, it's called the uh, Single Barrel. So yeah. mo- much more, I'm about $20 more expensive. We, we I need to will bring in see the that next, at some point this season. I'll yeah. bring in the next bourbon. Okay. But, uh, probably just a pint. Shout out to uh, Nomad Motors to wrap this up today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, if you not, all... not officially our sponsor, but uh, if you all we're in the works, are yeah, we're working on for it. a new Jake. If you're looking to pay us, vehicle, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a new pre-owned vehicle from the '80s, '90s, uh, or even farther before. And uh, uh, check out Nomad Motors. They are in Lexington. They've got a great Instagram page. Our buddy Jake owns the company. 
and uh, you can find some really nice Ooh, yeah, cars. Low, out dude, there. if you're low looking mileage, well capped yeah, old if vehicles, if you're looking for like no the math. most mint condition, like '90s vehicles. Dude, he always has like these nice vans that have like forty thousand miles. He had that Camry with like thirty thousand. It was like a '92 Camry with thirty thousand miles mint condition. I, dude, over and over and over, I've seen him get these. Like I said, early, late '90s, late '80s cars that are great condition. He's always got them. So if you're into that type of stuff, like check him out. He's definitely the specialist in the area. He's got to be. I don't know oh, anybody yeah, else getting sure. cars like that that consistently. Again, Nomad Motors on Instagram. Uh, great, great guy. He will treat you well, and he will make you happy with what you buy because he gets good product. That's for sure. Good product. I mean, that's the best way to put yeah, it. He's, he's got, able to find some good product. Yeah, he, I mean, he's like, got he's got the plugs for the good yeah, product. It's uh, that Corvette that he got was unbelievable. He had an '87 Corvette with like thirty thousand yeah. miles on Damn, it. Damn, I don't um, think I saw that one. Unbelievable. No, it's, yeah. it's, Nice, super cherry nice red. He's yeah. still, last I saw, he was still driving that like '92 Camry. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that that's Camry's every day nice. driver. <laughs> yeah, God. yeah, that's that Camry's every nice. Day, everyday driver. But uh, uh, re- real quick before we wrap it up, we won't be able to talk about uh, next week's game. So, oh, score, oh score, shit, score, yeah, score, score, yeah. Score, I forgot all about yeah that. the shows won't be till after. Yeah, so I mean, if we want to do a quick score, like a little preview, yeah, we're, we're, we're East, playing Eastern, EKU. Eastern, yeah. yeah. Didn't, okay. didn't think that far ahead, did yeah, we? Yeah, no, we didn't. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, uh, where are we at? We're at an hour 31 in this podcast right now. We we can live for, for an hour 45. We got we got 14 minutes to describe let's do a, yeah. yeah, let's do a yeah. little week so two going, preview. So going into EKU, um, I want to see us maintain everything. We have to get off the field on defense to give our offense a chance to work on things. Um, running game, if it stays similar, that's all right. Um, secondary's got to step it up. I need to see more of the secondary, and I want to see Leary be a little bit more on point um, with his with his his arm in general. You know, just the stars need to be a little bit more you on a, point. You got a score for week one? Uh, I say forty five. It's gonna be very similar. Forty five to ten. Mm. That's that's not a bad spot. Yeah, I I think probably like. 38, maybe 13, something along those lines. Yeah. I will say, Ball um, State, I know you're EKU gun stuff, but Ball State's much better than Well, EKU. yeah, no, I agree. And they, they just got they just got thrumped by a, a bad Cincy team. Mm-hmm. Because Cincinnati, by the way, made the worst hire in all of college sports last year. Dude, so. Emory, Emory Jones went there, uh, Florida's old QB, and he's uh-huh. he's balling. He yeah, no, really he is. Yesterday. I just I think Scott Satterfield's a bad coach. Oh, yeah, I forgot they got yeah. Satterfield, dude. Yeah, he's terrible. Yeah. He just no, ran off awful. on Louisville yeah. before the yeah. game. Oh, my Admittedly, God. like, thank – like cool for him giving the middle finger to Louisville, but uh, I'm so glad he's gone. Honestly, I, because he was making that rivalry so boring because he was so. I shit. do have a love for Cincinnati football though, and it kind of hurts yeah. to see that happen to him. But yeah, well, hopefully it works out. Maybe he won't be a bad coach, yeah. but uh, not holding my breath on that one. All right, yeah. yeah say uh, what you want about next week, and then we'll we'll wrap up with the score and who we think the who we, the player okay. you know, that we yeah. need to see. Uh. But uh, I think we're going to win probably 38, 13, something like that. Uh, I think that uh, Eastern Kentucky's offense is going to be a lot better than Ball State's. Um, weirdly enough, I just I, I do believe <laughs> just that. Gut feeling. I do believe just that. Just gut feeling. I think it's that Maxwell Smith energy. Okay. Um, that's the reason why he's going to want to ball out in front of us because he wants a job with us. Mm. Um, which, hey, bring him on if he does well. But uh, don't beat us. But play well. 
Uh, I think that the offense is probably going to look a little bit better in the first half, and then we're going to dial it back in the second. Mm. I think that next week we're going to come out at a lot, like a much faster start than we did this week. So yeah, I think I that's what all Stoops wants. Yeah. I mean, if you if you like, were flipping between the TCU and Colorado game with us, it, you'd be watching two different types of football being played out on offense. Oh, yeah. um, but when it comes to scores for EKU Kentucky, I'm going to go 42-10 Cats. Um, don't hit the panic button on Leary yet. I know a lot of fans are already hitting that panic button for some reason. Uh, hit the panic button at week four going into Vandy. If you're not feeling good going into Vandy, hit hit the panic button. Yeah, but right now, give them a it. second. Yeah, yeah, it's the first game. Yeah, of the hold season. off on Everybody that panic chill. button. Give yeah. him some time to get get you know used to the offense and how it runs. It's a new system for him, and he's coming off an injury that most people don't have to come off of. Yeah, so it's, just it's give him a weird injury. Give him time. Uh, yeah, I mean, he literally hasn't played a real college football game in over a year. Yeah, so I mean, yesterday, but give him give him time. Two um, days ago. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give him give him time. We'll be we'll be okay. But yeah, like uh, I said, uh, we'll be good. Forty five ten. Um, Leary is going to play much better. His stats probably won't be a whole lot better. I don't think he's the type of dude to go get you crazy stats, but he's going to get it done. Mm. I think Ray Davis goes for like 150 with three touchdowns. Um, and, yeah, like I said, 45-10. I think that run blocking is going to look a lot better. Yeah. I think yeah. the run blocking is going to look a lot better Like I said, week. Ball State's much better than EKU. EK, they'll find a way to get 10 points. We'll turn it over one time. They'll get it on the 20 and run it in or get a field goal. Uh, yeah, 45-10. 45-10, player of the game, um, Jordan Lovett. Jordan Lovett gets a pick and has like eight tackles. That's a good pick. What about you, Adam? Oh, player of the game. Mm. Who are you hoping gets player of the game? I want to see Tavion show out for a game. Ooh, yeah, you know one. he's yeah. yeah. I just I I want to see him have a, a solid game that he yeah. puts together. Uh, a touchdown, maybe kind of like Dane Key had this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, over eighty yards. Over eighty yards. I'd like, like to see that. So that's mine. I uh, I just hope that we get our backups in. I know that the thirty-eight to thirteen score probably doesn't do that, but I hope that we get the backups in. Yeah. But uh, hopefully Larry shows out. That's that's what I'm hoping for in the first half. I, I want a couple of touchdowns from him in the first half. Yeah. Um, like three or four touchdowns would be nice. I, I I'd like to see two in the first half, and then yeah. if we take the pedal off, I'm cool with that after. Yeah. Um, but much faster start from the offense. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, because I know it was slow last week, but yeah, hopefully it looks a lot better. You know who I'd like to see get in and get some reps is uh, Destin Wade. Yeah, the no, dude who's I, starting the bowl game, fifteen. He's he's not he's not it. Deuce Hogan is. We all know. We don't even have Deuce on the roster, do we? Deuce is on the roster. Yeah, the, he's the third he, string quarterback. Yeah. No, he wasn't even on the depth chart. Oh, he may not addressed. Uh, but he's yeah. on the roster. I follow his Instagram. I saw him. I second saw, and third yeah, or second yeah. string said Kai Sharon or Destin Wade. There you go. Oh, and, no, the, he, he and the fact dress. Destin Wade started in the bowl game, I think that shows. Dude, Destin Wade only started because he's Vince Morrow's guy. And Vince Morrow ran the offense for the – dude, he was literally probably one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen play at Kentucky. Really? For I didn't think game. he was that for one bad. game? Dude, he literally threw, what, two pick sixes? Did I turn that game off? Yeah, dude. Cost yeah, us the game was completely. Bad. Was he was bad. awful. Deuce Hogan came That was in his first game like ever, man. He passes. played like a top yeah. 10 Iowa defense. I don't feel good about our backup yeah. QBs. I, I, I don't feel say good that. about oh, our no, me either. QBs at all. Like Kaya, I think out of all three, though, I'd rather have Destin Wade because he has the most potential. Deuce Hogan right. was dressed, though. I saw him on the sideline. Okay, so, so he was, he was they're, they're all dressed. Yeah. So the three of them okay. were. But. Yeah, I think I think Deuce Hogan is the 
better of our backups. Personally. You've always liked Deuce Hogan. I have, but also nobody knows who he is. He's a, he's a former four star. Like he's yeah. not bad. But they've proven that they would pick Kai Sharon over because Deuce of Hogan. Vince Morrow. Vince Morrow has a, a big bit dog, of bro, dude. But like, it's unfortunate how much control he has over that roster because of how he recruits. Yeah, like because if he, if he are. picks a guy that he wants to play, then they will only play. And that's frustrating to me. So uh, next week, actually, now now that we're talking about Vince and his recruiting, uh, the two twins from Corbin. That's something I want to. Are touch they on. Are, are they committed they're to committed Michigan? They're committed to Michigan currently, Michigan? so we'll see what happens with that. Though, but they've been uh, talking about them flipping to us. Yeah, like, what's potentially. The deal with that? I, I we'll don't know we'll see how that goes. It. I'm gonna read up on it and see. But uh, hopefully, well, if those two would be land to keep at in home in the state, so yeah. uh, very good. Well, I also wanted to add in, we will include a question segment next week. So if you all have any questions, throw it on the Instagram page on the next post that we have. Um, we'll try to get to your questions. We will for sure uh, give our best answers on it. But uh, I don't know. You guys think that we're done here today? I think that we ran a little long, but... Uh, I hope you all set through is, all of yeah. this. We're excited that we're listen. back. If it's too yeah. long, fast forward. Yeah, straight up. But you got to listen for at least 60 seconds so we get a play. <laughs> yeah. Get us that play. Give us five stars too. And share this. Um, share it to share somebody it. that hasn't gave it a listen yet. Yeah. So you can do We're that. just gonna get Help better every episode. We're just starting out. Um we hit our first one of our first road bumps. Like I said, we started the episode in Adam's basement and ended my, in my stew. Yeah. We call it the stew. Um I blame my dog. Yeah, we might do it from here now. We're still the basement boys, and I guess that's the basement boys uh logging off. Yeah, the bluegrass right. basement boys. We will see you all next week. And go cats. Go, go cats. cats.